Welcome back to Bold of You to Say. We're back with another episode. In today's episode, we talked about gamer news. There was some gamer news that happened. The Valve Steam Deck uh, was announced, and we're excited for it. We talked a little bit about that. Gave our uh, well, we talked a lot about it actually. Uh, we talked about you know our worries, our concerns, and what we're excited about for it. Then I uh, complained about a lot of stuff. And it felt good, and it was a it was a fun time. It was fun complaining. You know, I'm just gonna say it. It was fun complaining. And then Jake uh, told me why the Xbox 360 is the best console of all time in terms of uh, you know value per dollar, and he makes a lot of good points. There's timestamps listed out down below, so if you want to skip a certain part or if you just can't wait to get to a certain part, it's all listed out down below. You can skip around, really. We don't mind a download as a download. Follow us on social media. That's all linked down below. Follow me on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Follow Jake on Twitch, twitch.tv slash rivals, And follow him on whatever else is linked down there. Like, subscribe, comment, all that stuff. And let's just jump into it. about this so we were talking about this before we started recording i found this article you know scrolling through my news feed and i sent it to the to the discord because it's so like it, it's it's one of those things where it's like someone that doesn't get vr writes about vr and you can tell that they have like like someone just told them about the quest too, you it, know. It's the it's the BBC it's it's the BBC article. Did you have you seen that before? I am not sure what you're referring to. I gotta pull it up here. So it's <laughs> a thrill seeker did a video on it. That's how I initially knew about it. Oh, let's hear. So I believe BBC they released a video. I'm sorry, they released like a like a VR application, and it didn't do very well. I think it was like some Doctor Who application, you know, VR application. It didn't do very yeah. well. I and wonder why. Like, and like as soon like like as soon as like they were close to or they announced that they were like discontinuing it, they put up an article called "What Went Wrong with Virtual Reality." Jeez. And this 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 was back. I in, didn't like it, so that means no. That means that means <laughs> that no one likes it. That means that it's not popular and it hasn't taken off, and it's a failure. Yeah, it's it was made in January of 2020. So wasn't that January of 2020? Like, that's like when VR started to ramp up. Yeah, that's that's oh, that was near like we were Alex's well into launch, the, wasn't it? We we were well into uh, the the life cycle of the the index. the The Rift S was still like you could still buy it; it was still popular. But the Quest was starting to like come into its own. I don't know if Link Link was probably available by that point. So VR was really like starting to take off. Not to say it's like huge or anything, but it's like significant enough to like at least acknowledge and be like, hey, you know, this is a thing. So to to be like, okay, well, we released this specific application and it didn't take off. So that means that it's, you know, it's uh, VR. The whole medium is is in the dumpster. I mean, imagine the arrogance of that. Like imagine if mm -hmm. you made a movie, right? 
Imagine you made a movie, it didn't perform well, and then you used that to say, okay, well, that means that cinema is a dying art form. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, you tried it, it didn't work out, but that doesn't mean that like you can just write it off. It just means you weren't good at it. Right. But yeah, so this article, this article that I saw earlier, so the headline is, Virtual Reality is the Rich White Kid of Technology. For decades, VR has failed to live up to expectations, yet somehow it keeps receiving more chances and more res- more resources. And this is from Wired. I'll have it linked in the description. I skimmed it, and basically what it's trying to say is VR wasn't good for a while. Honestly, for a majority of its history, it was not what I'd call good. You know, it started like in the 90s or like the the the, the ladies the late 80s or like 90s you know with those big like you know like in in the thrill seeker video history of vr i'll link that too it's a it's a good watch but you know it started out with that and then it just kind of died off like no one really cared about it until you know the you know like when did the rift come out like 2013 like, are, are you talking about, like, CV1 or DK1? CV1, or either one. Like, ballpark, like, 2013 to 2016, right? Am I am I right about that? Are you talking about, like, the first riff that was, like, released ever? Or are you talking about, like, the like the first commercial product that you can buy from Riff? Let's just say the, the commercial one, the, the CV1. The CV1? Uh, let's see here. It was released in... Tw- oh, my God, it was that long ago? Okay, okay. All right. All right. That that makes more sense. It was released uh 2016. 2016. Yeah. So yeah. then 2016 we get the Rift CV1 and to my knowledge, I don't know if the Vive came out before or after, but that's when VR, you know, that's when the industry was like starting up again. Right? So that was when it was basically resurrected. And so for the past 5 years We've gotten, you know, we the, the the technology has progressed really far. We have a lot more games for it. It's at a really good a, a really good point now. You know, I I have the, the quest. You have the index, and we play mini golf together, and we're like two hundred miles apart. That's magic. Also, also that also that mini golf game is it's awesome. It's fantastic. It's so good. Very very yeah. Very it's good. really good with friends. Highly recommended. Yeah, like that and like Rec Room and and VR Chat. It's 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 incredible. But this article is saying that it's like I guess it's trying to say it's not fair that it's been invested in. It's saying like well, it's not as good as it could be right now. So that means that it should not have been invested in. Like the the whole like it's the rich white kid of technology it's referring to like fail sons. Like, you know, you're like the son of a CEO and you have no talents. You just have a trust fund. So you just do whatever. Like it's trying to compare VR as a technology to just being a a billionaire fail son. And it's the weirdest fucking comparison. Cause it's like, so, so is your point that technology, new technology shouldn't be invested in unless it's already popular so you should only invest in something that's already popular well how does it get popular if no one invests in it you know like it, it mentions like 
you know, Facebook uh, buying Oculus and then pumping a bunch of money into it. And like, I mean, it makes money. The Quest 2 is very popular. I'm pretty sure they sell it at a loss and, or I'm, I'm not sure, but you know, they, they, well, they basically make a lot of money off of it. Throw you know, Seeker selling just put like out games a video. He just put out a video today about the Quest 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure when. I believe in like in the next couple of months. He's going to discontinue. Sorry, they're going to discontinue the yeah, 64 gigabyte version earlier today. I'm excited yeah. for that. Yeah, they're discontinuing the 64 gig version, and then they're lowering On the price birthday. of the 128 version to uh, the base price, which is 300. Well, which yeah, what they're doing is they ha- they already good. had a 64 gigabyte and a 256 gigabyte model, and they're just phasing. They're discontinuing the 64 gig and replacing it with a 128 so you can get 128 or 256 gigabytes of storage which yeah awesome yes more storage for the same price that's great oh and they're also including a silicone face cover uh because oh, right yeah because of people all have the been complaining uh, about issues like, yeah people's people have been having like skin irritation i guess from one of the chemicals in the uh facial interface so anyway yeah good guy oculus awesome but yeah i just i had to complain about this article it's so like like this is the shit that like people were writing about video games like 30 40 years ago and yeah like what what is this pong who's who's who 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 invested in this pong game i don't get it you know i tried to release an Atari, and it didn't work. So obviously the industry is dead. I don't know why people bother with it. It's the exact same thing. And it's so and annoying. Then, and then 20 years later, it becomes, the you know, one of the best... It, it, actually, I think it is the number one most profitable industry. Or it's like, it's, it's, it's surpassed music... It's surpassed music, TVs, uh, TV, I think and movies. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Yeah, gamers rise up. Gamers rise up. Another uh, another part of this article that bothers me is like it's basically like, well, VR hasn't replaced video games. In fact, 2D video games are still very popular. It's like, yeah, no shit. VR <laughs> isn't trying to replace like traditional flat screen games. Yeah, you know it's that, right? To, it's trying to be in the same um the same space as regular flat screen games. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's such a a weird I don't even know like oh, VR has failed because it hasn't replaced flat screen games. It's like, well, it's not trying to. It's like saying like 3D games, like like games that are rendered in three dimensions, are are a failure because people still they people still play 2D platformers, right? It's like it's not, it's they're not mutually exclusive. So yeah, uh, David Karpf, the guy that wrote this, I'm officially calling you out. I don't like your article. I'm making article. a call out post on twitter.com. David the diss Cart, track will be out later tonight. Dick. It's the size of this walnut, except way smaller. You Bless tell you. him. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I think I'm done complaining about that. I, that's just something stupid that I saw that I 
needed to complain about. I'll have more of this uh, segment. Alex complains later on. I have a couple more things that I don't like. Um, and I'm just compiling it all into one segment. But before we get into that, we got gamer news. Gamer so, news. Go, 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 gamer <laughs> news. So if you haven't heard, Valve has released, or it's not, they haven't released, but they're going to release a new piece of hardware called the Steam Deck. And it's, people are comparing it to the Switch because obviously it looks like the Switch. It's a handheld. And it acts like basic, one too. Yeah, it's a handheld, basically a gaming PC, but it has like a, like the veneer of a console, but it plays Steam games and stuff from the Epic Game Store and, and Origin. It's a gaming PC with the form factor of like a larger Switch. And there's been some mixed reactions to it. Let me just write that down real quick, actually, so I don't forget. Let me just type that out. If you use a gaming laptop, you are a virgin. <laughs> All right. Now I won't forget to say it later. Here, here, hold on, hold on, hold on. There you go. <laughs> oh, thank you. He added, if you play games, you are a virgin. All right, so... <laughs> why, did you, why did you speak so softly on that? So anyway... Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it's like a, a, a portable handheld, and it has a USB-C port, just like the Switch, that can be used with a dock that's sold separately to uh, output video to like a monitor or a TV. And of course you can connect any USB device to it because and it, and it is a, a PC. So yeah, I'm personally very excited about it. Uh, it the looks good. Performance, it does, it looks really good. Uh, performance wise, it, from what I've heard, is going to perform better than the PS4 and the Xbox One, especially because it, if you're using it handheld, it only has to drive a 1280 by 800 display. So it's not even trying to output 1080p. It's just, it's basically 720p, which with a screen that size, just like the switch pixel density, isn't really an issue. It, it just, it looks fine and it, and it saves performance. So yeah, it's running an a, a custom AMD APU and it has 16 gigabytes of Ram and a variety of storage. One thing that I'm excited about is SteamOS 3.0. So it's based on Linux and it has Proton. What, was there 1.0? Uh, Steam, yes. Yeah, so there was there were older versions of SteamOS that ran on the old Steam machines, if you remember those. Right, but what was 2.0? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> it was probably just what, you know an update, uh, would, uh, would yeah, that, an update for the older. Would that systems. have been okay? I guess I guess 1.0. Yeah, 1.0 probably would be like the initial like steam steam machines and then 2.0 is when they started doing the um the the screen the screen sharing the streaming to like your phone and like raspberry well, Pis and stuff yeah well that's that's just in-home streaming right that's not steam os steam os is it's so it's based on linux and it uses uh at least this version of it uses proton as a compatibility layer that basically acts as like if, a Windows emulator so it can run Windows games. If those games have not already been ported over to Linux, that is. Right. 
Yeah, so it can basically run anything that your PC at home can run. And you wrote down could possibly boost Linux compatibility. That is another thing. That, that's part of what makes this so exciting. Because as it is right now, stuff like easy anti-cheat does not work with Linux. Yep. So, 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 stuff, so stuff like Fortnite, Apex, uh, the new Call of Duties, um, basically anything that's like a competitive shooter. Actually, even the Master Chief Collection, well, without without enabling within steam the the no mods option um won't work on linux yeah so valve is working with those anti-cheat uh well, software no, developers no. no they're not working with it the thing is if this if this steam deck becomes super popular and sells as much as the switch then these companies will be forced to change how they do their anti-cheat so that Linux is going to be compatible with it. They're not right. working directly with them. It's just as, you know, if this thing is, you know, if thing popular, then anti-cheat will work with Linux. Right. Well, that, so, that would rely on it becoming or selling well enough to warrant that. But from what I have heard, Valve is working with companies like Easy Anti-Cheat to make it run on, on the Steam Deck. I forgot the name of it for a second. I wanted to say Stream Deck, but that's not right. Now they're working with Easy Anti-Cheat and uh, presumably other anti-cheat uh, software developers to make it run on the Steam Deck on day one. So there's no compatibility issues you know, with the initial launch. Because if it does launch and Easy Anti-Cheat doesn't work, who's going to buy it? You know, who's going to buy a Steam Deck if you can't play like Fortnite or or, or Apex or any other competitive online game. People so, who want to play CSGO on the go for some reason or Team Fortress CS, 2. It puts the go in CSGO. <laughs> CS on the go. So, yeah, they're working with uh, the anti-cheat people to uh, to make it compatible because Val, it's, it is in Valve's best interest because, you know, if you if, if day one it doesn't work, then that's going to be its reputation. Oh, you can't play competitive games on the Steam Deck because the anti-cheat software doesn't work. And then if it does later on get fixed, they still have to deal with that initial reputation. And if sales right. don't look good at first, then it's it just it, it snowballs. But yeah, so anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for SteamOS because it seems like, especially with the anti-cheat stuff and, and everything coming together, it seems like it's a really good option for living room PCs. I know a lot of people... I don't know how popular it is these days, but I know in past years, it's been popular to have a, a separate PC in the living room for like a home theater or just, you know, to play PC games in the living room. Right. And, Which, you know, as it is trying to like use Windows with it, it's just, you know, you got to deal with like the desktop and then you, I mean, I don't know the if you can set it up to automatically. And all that stuff. Yeah. I don't know if you can set it up to do this, to do this automatically, but you know, you have to, if you want to use Steam Big Picture mode, then you have to like boot the the thing, log in with Windows, and then open Steam, and then open Big Picture mode. Basically, you have to have a mouse and a and, and a keyboard. With this, you could just turn it on. Presumably, I don't know the like how the interface is. I obviously haven't used the Steam Deck, so I can't speak for the interface. But presumably, you'll be able to just boot into it and then 
be able to use a controller just like a console. So it brings PC gaming, you know, anywhere but a desk closer to a console-like experience. That's something I'm really excited about. Um, but yeah, even so, if even if you're not using it for like a living room PC, with with it being closer to Windows in terms of compatibility, makes it a really good Windows alternative. So with like the performance of the Steam Deck, um, mm-hmm. with its hardware, so Kotaku, which by the way, Kotaku is awful. I don't recommend them at all. Um, but they say that Valve says it hasn't found a game that the Steam Deck can't handle, according to one Valve dead. But Dev, can all it games run test- Crisis? You know, it probably could. Uh, according to one Valve dev, all games can tested it run on the this device. game from 2007? <laughs> uh, but they're saying that it can run all games at 30 FPS or higher. I call bullshit. What about VR? That's still considered a game. Um, Jake, don't you know VR is a failure? Oh because yeah, that's right. The BBC I'm sorry. couldn't I'm sorry. sell a v- Doctor VR Who VR is a failure. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. No, nobody wants a Valve Index. You know, it's not <laughs> like you know you had to wait like nine or ten months in you know in back order just to get one or something. You know, it wasn't really that popular. Now, there is hope actually for the Steam Deck potentially being used with the index because they you know they were asked about it the developers that worked on the steam deck they were asked can you run a headset off of this and they're like i mean you can i don't know how good it's going to be but apparently valve has filed some patents for their own version of split rendering which splits the rendering between like the pc like a like a, a desktop pc and something like a steam deck that you have connected to the index and you can just have that like on you and it could possibly be a solution for wireless VR. I don't know the specifics of it. I I am like out of my depth talking about it, but it's just something cool to have on the radar. So there is some hope for it being applicable to VR, the very dead industry. But yeah. So anyway, uh, no, no joy con drift that makes it an automatic win, but you know, well, actually, no, no, it shouldn't. Yeah, it shouldn't have Joy-Con drift because I'm looking at the actual, um, the yeah, sticks uses, themselves. They're, they're, they use a use different actual, type of joystick. They use actual analog sticks and not the little tiny nubs that the Switch uses. Yeah, honestly, they might as well have used the circle pads from the 3DS. <laughs> Those things were tanks. I feel like the circle pads got too much hate. Well, they got hate because, you know, the Vita came out and everybody was like, oh, we want two circle pads. And then, you know, you got the the circle pad pro adapter and then everybody realized, oh, wait, there's no use for this. Yeah, because like three and then games shut supported up and it. stopped complaining. <laughs> yeah, it was I think it was like two Resident Evil games. It was Metal Gear Solid 3 and I'm, Kid Icarus Uprising. I think vaguely remember seeing a call of duty game on the 3ds that was compatible there was never there was never there a was call never. duty game nope okay must have been something like that but uh, anyway i remember really wanting of... the circle pad pro and yeah, i was I like where do i get it because i remember i never saw it like in stores or anything i'm i i th- was half convinced it was a hoax because of how little i saw about it but then they put out the new 3DS with the little, like, nipple nub. Right. And it's like, well, Come with this is an experience. That, you know, that <laughs> wasn't actually terrible. Honestly, the little nub was not terrible. I remember using I, it for Majora's Mask. 
and it was all right. I I never had that little nub. I I, I had the original 3DS since its um since its initial one one seventy nine price drop. Like I got it like the day at Best. I remember it at Best Buy they had the la- I think they had like one or two left. Luckily it was in the color that I wanted, which was blue. They had like one or two left. And they didn't even like update their systems or change the price because when I went over and I saw it, it said two fifty, and I asked you know one of the one of the reps, I was like, it's like, hey, I believe Nintendo was doing a price drop today. Is that still true? It's like, oh yeah, yeah, we just never changed the signs. I was like, oh, okay. Can I please have a cheaper 3ds? Ooh, <laughs> no, my mom spoiled me every Christmas. I got the. Well, I got the DS Lite when I was very little. Then I got the DSi XL. Then the 3DS. Then the 3DS XL. Then the new 3DS XL. So I I was all set. I I had the the yearly upgrade plan uh, before it was cool. You see, I was not so lucky as a kid. The only thing that I got as a gift, as like a console, was the Wii. Was the original Wii. Everything else I've bought myself, which the only gift yeah, I ever got was a boot in the ass, <laughs> which, you know, I, I remember when I was younger, it's like everybody is else getting like the Xbox and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, looking back on it, it's like, you know, with me having to buy my own consoles, it taught me the importance of money, the value of money, of saving yeah. up for stuff. That is a good lesson. Speaking as someone that was not raised. Speaking with, speaking with that, of saving your money, this episode is sponsored by Honey. God, I wish. <laughs> they won't answer my emails. Every day I email them. Hey honey, can I have a little sponsor money? And they're like Because they don't respond. <laughs> and I don't know why I keep doing it. You know, I guess that's what they mean by the definition of insanity. Emailing honey every night. So anyway, um, the Steam Deck. So <laughs> We got completely <laughs> sidetracked. So another thing that excites me about it is that it will make PC gaming way more accessible to, like, normies, for lack of a better term. Like, you know, Jared, uh, he, we bullied him into buying a gaming PC, like must have been more than six months ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, however long ago it was, we bullied him into buying a gaming PC and it was right before the RTX 30 series releasing and not being available. So we were like, Oh yeah, just buy these parts. And then when the RT or it was like before the RTX 30 series came out and, and we were like, Oh yeah, just buy these parts. And then, when the the 3060 comes out you can just buy that and then it was never available poor guy he's still rocking the amd you know apu with the integrated graphics i thought he got a 1050 ti oh yeah he forgot about that yeah i forgot about that so sorry sorry for going he's rocking i I heard like water or something flowing and i was like oh my god did my fucking water break who's who's pissing in my computer who's using my piss drawer din it din it mom found the piss drawer din it din it mom found the poop sock (laughs) 
So anyway, yeah, so now Jared is rocking the AMD APU and a graphics card that's just better than integrated graphics. And um, for the money that he spent, if the Steam Deck was available, it would have been such a compelling option. And honestly, I think the Steam Deck is going to be the budget PC slash gaming laptop killer. I think that's the market that it's competing in. It's not competing with the Nintendo Switch, even though it is priced to compete with it, sort of. It's like just a little bit more expensive than the Switch OLED. But anyway, yeah, so the this, the Steam Deck seems to be competing more with the like budget PC and gaming laptop market, way more than it is with the Switch, because the Switch is its own thing. The Switch is what you buy if you want to play Zelda. You know, the, and the Steam Deck is more for like gamers and um yeah so i believe the base model is what five hundred dollars uh four hundred four oh yeah because it's fifty dollars more yeah so it's yeah four hundred dollars than the the oled switch which doesn't (laughs) i'm sorry but the oled switch is such a waste of money it was such a a weird thing to hype it It was a weird thing for nintendo to make a whole announcement video for it would be it was like Nintendo hyping up like the 3DS XL or like or like the 2DS when everyone's asking for a way more powerful system with controllers that work. Right. But yeah, so at $400 for the base model, albeit with shitty storage, which I will get to, it's a really compelling option if you either want you know, a handheld device and you already have a PC or if you just need a console. Right. You know, it's not much more expensive than buying like a PS4 or Xbox one. And it's around the, I, is it the same price as the PS five or it's cheaper? It's gotta be cheaper, right? PS five is uh PS five. Discless is 400 with disc. It's 500. Yeah. Yeah. So it's priced to also compete with the 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 PS5 and Xbox Series X. So it's a pretty compelling option because it works whether or not you're already a PC gamer. If you are a PC gamer, then you already have a big Steam library. It's not like you're buying a new thing that you have to rebuy your games for. You know, it's not like you're buying a sixth copy of Skyrim. You know, you already have the one that you bought when it came out the first time. Mm-hmm. And you have, you know, your entire Steam library or anything that you got for free on the Epic Game Store. So, yeah, it's a compelling option if you already have a pre-existing game library. Even if you don't, Steam has a ton of sales. Yeah. Even if you, even if it's more than you want to pay for the device itself, you're going to save so much money with with games. Because, like, you know, if you wait until, like, the summer sale or the winter sale... You know, you can get games up to, like, what, 90% off, depending yeah, like, on what you're buying. Like, you know, like, stupid, like, stupid cheap games. I gotta... I Even gotta Epic see. Games has great, great free games every so often. Yeah, they've had some pretty good like games. Like, Among con- Us, like con- Control. End of List. Control yeah, I guess that free. too. Uh, Metro 2033, Alien Isolation. Yeah, I'm, trying to ra- think- I'm trying to rack my mind. Sonic Mania. Yeah, and I think Borderlands Two was free. I think like the Handsome Collection was free yeah, at one yeah, point. Yeah, I think I think the Handsome Collection was free at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
Yeah, if but you've been claiming them or if all you Windows are going games. to. Those are all Windows games. And I don't think they don't run in Proton because Epic is big gay baby and doesn't allow anything to run uh, except on Windows or Mac. Oh. So, so yes, that's right. You can play Fortnite on a Mac, but not on a, but not on Linux. That makes a whole lot of sense. Jeez. Yeah, if you own a Mac, you shouldn't be allowed to game. <laughs> I remember it being mentioned somewhere that there was going to be integration with the Epic Game Store and Origin with uh, with Steam OS. I I don't know if there's going to be compatibility with it on like on day one. Like if like how they're working with Easy Anti Cheat. I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know if Epic Games games are going to be compatible with it. Hopefully they are. If they are, that makes it just that much more of a good deal. All right, I looked into it, and you can use Proton with non-Steam games. You just have to launch them through Steam. Although I know from personal experience that doesn't always work. So hopefully Valve ties up the loose ends involving that by the time the Steam Deck comes out. Uh, fingers crossed. Here, if you want a good idea on like um like how good these steam sales are so what was the last one was it the summer sale yeah it was the summer sale okay so the summer sale i picked up shyness the lightning kingdom journey crisis 3 digital deluxe and a hat in time you know four four really good games without the discount without you know the sales and stuff it would have cost me 84 dollars and 96 cents pretty pricey with the yeah. discount though, it drops it down to thirty four forty one. That's you know you save fifty dollars. That's the power. That's the power of the Steam Summer Sale. That's that's the power of the PC Master Race. Yeah. So like just in what you. <laughs> yeah. Just. Yeah, the PC Master yeah. Race. Yeah. So like just with what you're saving buying games, it more than justifies. Even paying a little extra for the higher end models, which is going to be worth it because of the shitty storage. Um, it also makes it just, it makes gaming laptops, especially like the lower end ones that are like comparable performance wise to the Steam Deck, it makes them way less of a compelling option. Because, like, unless, like, if you're buying the laptop just for gaming, if you don't need it for like work or whatever, you know, whatever other laptop stuff. Like if, if if it's just like a gaming machine, it makes no sense to buy a gaming laptop instead of the Steam Deck. And we have a certain friend who will remain nameless that posts memes in the meme chat about like, ooh, the Steam Deck. Uh, haven't you ever heard of a gaming laptop? And that's what people did with the Switch too. It's a dumb meme to do. It's yeah, I get it. It's like haha thing bad. Like okay, fine, be a little edgelord, but, and I wrote this down earlier so I wouldn't forget, if you use a gaming laptop in public on, like, the subway or a bus, you are a virgin. Derogatory. <laughs> I mean that in the most derogatory sense. You are a virgin. Because, like, you, you whip out a Switch or a 3DS or a Game Boy or a Game & Watch or a TI-84 calculator. I'm just working my way back. Uh, or an Abacus or a, a stone tablet. If, if you whip out like a handheld device like that, 
It's way more like socially acceptable than pulling out the Acer Predator <laughs> gamer laptop. Yeah, you know, if you do pull out a gamer laptop, yeah, you are a predator. <laughs> it just it it just makes you look immediately stinky. Uh-oh, stinky. If you pull out a gaming laptop, first of all, they're not even comfortable to use. Like if you're no, using it on a bus. He- they're heavy and hot. They're heavy and hot. And it's gonna kill your balls. So even if you do get laid someday, it's not even gonna work. You know? <laughs> your your shit's all gonna be fried. It's okay. We need less children in the world anyways. Yeah. <laughs> People that use gaming laptops shouldn't be allowed to reproduce. So people, yeah. people who game shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> yeah, imagine how much more powerful we would be if we could build that army. So anyway, yeah, I, I guess basically, basically what I'm trying to say is the Steam Deck is a very uh, good thing. Oh, and this is another thing that I wanted to get to. Finally, a console-like experience that you can use Discord with. So when you know, I first moved longest- here... For the longest time, people were, like, speculating that they need to, you know, bring Discord to Xbox. They do. It'd be a a great thing to do, but, like, why would would they do it when Microsoft spent all this time and money making, you know, Xbox Live in their own voice chat system? Yeah. Yeah, it's more of, like, a fantasy, the idea of Discord coming to consoles. It's like like adding... It's like adding Xbox Live to PSN. Yeah, it it just makes, like, it's not really in anyone's best interest besides Discord because they just get to be on more stuff. But, yeah, so when I first moved down here, uh, it's, you know, I have my PC in the bedroom, and occasionally I would do some late-night gaming with the boys, and I obviously can't play in the bedroom because, you know, I get heated, um, and I have a, a big old loud mechanical keyboard. It keeps my girlfriend up at night, and uh, so I had to have some kind of solution for playing in the living room. I can't just haul my PC out there, because that is a virgin move, just like pulling out a gaming laptop. <laughs> so what I ended up doing is, well, first, it, like in the meantime, like the first thing that I did was I just played, because we would play Fortnite a lot. That was the main game that we would play. I would just play it on my Switch and then use Discord on my phone, which sucks. It just it's terrible. It's not a good experience. Either you have it on like speakerphone and everyone can hear your game playing, or you use like headphones with the with the phone, but then like similar issue, you can't hear the game. It's just or you do like the one earbud thing, and that sucks too. There's no real good way of doing it unless you have like a specific model of headphones that takes a wired connection and a Bluetooth connection simultaneously, which is discontinued and you can only get it on eBay. So the best solution at the time was to just buy a Steam link and then use this USB pass-through software to connect a USB microphone to it. So then I was able to play Fortnite on the PC through the Steam link which also kind of sucks. Basically what he's saying is you had to jump through a whole bunch of hoops in order to get it working. Yeah, it works, but even then it still sucks. Cuz uh, another issue, if you connect 
let's say, an Xbox controller to the Steam Link with Bluetooth, then it only works with Steam games because of the way that it, like, the way it does the input. It only works with Steam games if you use it on the desktop or with anything else. It emulates a mouse, and it it's not good. So I had to buy the wireless dongle, connect it to the Steam Link, then use the USB pass-through software that also cost money, and then I would have a very high latency connection from my controller to the Steam Link and using USB pass-through to the PC and also use Discord and everything. Basically, what I'm trying to say is if I had a uh, Steam Deck, it would be so much simpler. I have a very unique one device. um, I have a very unique setup for... I have a I have a Steam Link. I have it set up through my Raspberry Pi, um, mm-hmm. but I have, a, I have a very unique use for it. Do you want to take a guess of what it is? Porn. God, God, you know, I, I, I knew you were gonna go there. <laughs> God, fucking Christ! Tell um, me I'm wrong. You're very, very wrong. Um, what oh, I do is bad. I set it up downstairs in the exercise room, and so I set it up so that when I plug it I in, you it'll have it downstairs. Automatic- It'll, <laughs> it's been forever since you've come over, dude. Um, but what it, what it'll automatically do is when I plug it in, um, it will automatically launch Steam Link and automatically connect to my computer upstairs. And I have an Xbox 360 wireless controller dongle. I turn on my controller and then I can exit big picture and then I can watch YouTube videos from my PC downstairs to, it's like a really old like 720p TV. So that's my use for Steam for my my Steam Link. You would have saved so much money just buying a Chromecast. I I already had like two. I already already had like two Raspberry Pis laying around in addition to two different Xbox 360 controllers and the wireless adapter. Hmm. Well, I guess you use what you got. Uh-huh. Uh are you planning on getting the Steam or the the Steam Deck or have you you know, reserved it already or no? No, I don't think I'm going to buy it because I, I don't need it and I don't have enough subscribers uh, <laughs> to get one <laughs> as a review unit. So I don't think I will ever own one, but I like the idea of it. Dude, I'll be honest. We got to do, we got to do Twitch streams. We gotta do, we gotta stream the podcast, dude. I know. What like what, what do you think? Would that be a good idea? Maybe. I don't know. Would people actually tune in? I don't know. I only get like a few downloads every week, so I don't know if it would even be worth it to stream. Well, I mean, I'd be fine with you know doing it and streaming. All right. Well, I, I I would just have to get it all set up and stuff. Yeah, I guess we could. Um, I could use my my VTuber avatar. <laughs> yes, I'll make a, because, because uh, I'll make a poorly drawn Ransona, and I'll have it crossing. I'll, I'll I'll be crossing my arms so you know I'm so you know I mean business. You know what? Fuck you. Uncrosses your Ransona's arms. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can do that next episode. Um, so anyway, uh, as I mentioned earlier, you can dock the stream deck, fucking the steam deck. They really picked a terrible <laughs> name for it. I know it's 
It, I'm I, beating I, a dead you, horse, le- complaining about the name. It's not, at least it's not the new Nintendo 3DS. Jeez. You know what? At least that one makes sense. Because there was the 3DS and then the new one. But this, it's the Steam Deck, which is one letter away from a completely different product. But anyway, as I uh, alluded to earlier, there's an official dock that's going to be sold separately that you can use to connect a a monitor, mouse, Ethernet, USB peripherals, all that stuff. But, I mean, you can just use any USB-C hub. Any USB-C to HDMI dongle, uh, any USB-C hub for connecting anything, it it's just a PC. You can use anything that works with a PC on the Steam Deck. So that's another automatic win for it, because you cannot do that with a Switch. I don't know about connecting like a simple USB hub to the dock, but I know that you can't use just a regular USB-C to HDMI adapter on the Switch. It has to be the official Nintendo Switch dock or like or one of like of the approved prior, ones. Yeah, or like a, like a third-party one. Yeah, but it basically it's only a specific set of like, uh, like specific pieces of hardware that are compatible with it. Now, there and are, the there are you, different USB-C stuff that you can use for Switch. Um, there's, there's one company who made like a Bluetooth adapter so you can hook up Bluetooth headphones to it. Yeah, um, I've heard of that. There's one made by Plan- uh, Panda Global who are a esports team where they made their own custom Nintendo Switch dock, but it doesn't output to the TV. It's just there, but you can plug in like official GameCube controllers. Yeah, I, I know that there's some stuff that uses the USB-C port, but the fact that you can't use a simple USB-C to HDMI adapter on the Switch, it right. it makes no sense. Even if, like, I understand they have to have some, like, regulation, like, the official dock serves a certain purpose. Like, you know, the Switch obviously outputs at a higher resolution when it's docked. It, I'm, I believe it perf- it has better performance. Uh, I don't believe quote it's me due on to it. power. Yeah, yeah, because it also has a power input and that you know, charges the switch and, and, and empowers it and everything, and I get that it needs that. But you should still be able, like there should still be an option to use just a simple adapter even if it's not powered, just have it plug in, and it has a, a, a like a 720p, same as the the built-in screen, just a 720p HDMI signal that you can connect to a TV or a monitor, just to like mirror the screen, just to like make the picture bigger. You should be able to at least do that, but you can't because Nintendo doesn't want you to. They want you to buy. The, what, $80, $90 official dock? Because if you do try to buy a third-party dock, I've seen videos about it. I don't know if it's an issue at this point, but it'll it, kill it your used Switch. to be... It'll kill your Switch if you plug it in, because it's not meant to run on that. It's only meant to run on the official dock or something that's officially supported. So yeah, the, the fact that you can use the Steam Deck with any USB-C hub or uh, adapter makes it automatically 10 times better than the switch uh cloud saves are an important piece of this so steam uh i don't 
I'm I'm sure it's I'm pretty sure it's just supported games, but it's like the majority of games that you play support uh, cloud saves. So you can start the game, save your progress, and then if you launch the game from a different computer on the same Steam account, you can resume from where you left off. So that makes it infinitely easy to just start a game on your home PC and then resume it later on your Steam Deck while you're out or just in a different part of the house. And uh, another thing that I actually didn't write down, but in home streaming is another thing, even years down the line after the Steam Deck is like obsolete, like, you know, the, the hardware isn't as powerful as it is now, you know, bigger, better stuff comes out, games are more demanding, you can still stream. You can still stream content from your PC to the Stream Deck or to the Steam Deck <laughs> with Steam's in home streaming. So it's not going to be like e-waste by the time it's, um, you know, by the time it's outdated. Um, another thing, the trackpads are good this time. So on the Steam controller from when they tried to do Steam machines, they, uh, they had one analog stick and the A, B, X, Y buttons, and then two trackpads, one acted as like a D-pad, and then one was like a second analog stick, you know, where, where a second analog stick would be. And the implementation, it was good for specific applications. You, I, you know, you can use it pretty good with um, like aiming for like an F FPS. But I mean, it, people just kind of saw it as like a gimmick and mm -hmm. no one really paid much attention to it. The but only now, real, the only real use that I saw from it is like using it in like a board game, like Armello or something like an RTS, like um, like StarCraft or like League of Legends or something like that. I really didn't see it fit for like an for like FPS FPS games. Yeah, well, I kind of get it. It's a bit more granular than an analog stick. And from what I remember seeing, it is like you you do have more accuracy with number one, the touchpad, and also it had uh, a gyroscope so you could use motion motion controls so you can get finer accuracy. So like I get that. It was largely seen as a gimmick though. But yeah, so they brought back the touchpads, not as like a replacement for any of the other controls, but just as like an extra thing. So now the Steam Deck, which also has a gyroscope, just like the Steam Controller, you can use the touchpad as like a like a mouse input kind of. You can use that like as a mouse in, in desktop mode, or you can use it with you know like like they used Portal as like the the example in the like hardware showcase. You can use it to aim, and you can also use the gyroscope to aim. So it looks like the uh, the touchpads are actually going to make a whole lot more more sense, and uh, I'm you know happy about that. It is a little bulky. I've heard some people complain about that, but I think the ergonomics are worth it. The Switch is a lot more portable than the Steam Deck, but it's also a lot less powerful. It's less powerful, but it's also less comfortable. Mm -hmm. There, you you've seen the Split Pad Pro, right? I think so. So the Split Pad Pro is basically like a Joy-Con replacement. You attach it to the Switch like the Joy-Cons, 
but it's i'll see if i can find a picture oh, of it these yeah 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 i've seen these before yeah it's basically like closer to a full-sized controller and that's for docked only right no not for docked only for uh it's for it's supposed to be for oh, handheld. Sorry, sorry. handheld only my bad well i mean that's the use case for it you use it in handheld mode and it's supposed to be a lot more comfortable than using the joy cons on the on the switch i don't I don't know if they are wireless. I don't know if you'd be able to use them while it's uh, while it's docked. I don't know if you'd be able to play. I don't know if you'd be able to use them like that. But the the purpose of them is to make the switch more comfortable in handheld mode. And the Steam Deck is roughly the form factor of a Switch with the Split Pad Pro attached, which it doesn't make it like pocketable. I mean, the Switch is like sort of pocketable if you stretch the definition like you can fit it in your pocket but i mean the steam deck is a bit bulkier but it's fine it's it's more something you keep in a backpack the switch is also something that you keep in a backpack because you know where else are you going to keep it it's a little bit bigger but like i think it's worth it because it's not much more inconvenient and it's way more comfortable uh from like the first impressions that i've seen on it and uh, like I mentioned earlier, the base model is only $50 more than the Switch OLED. The Switch OLED is $350. The base Steam Deck is only $400. However, a big however, the base model only has 64 gigabytes of eMMC storage, which is very weak. eMMC storage is basically what you find in those like netbook laptops that are like $130 at Walmart. It's what your phone has, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe it's what the Switch has, but the Switch is optimized to use that slower storage, which I'll touch on a bit later. But right. yeah, it's a lot. In, in it's addition, 64 is not a whole lot, especially if Activision gets their shit together with the anti-cheat for like the newer call duties because let me let me pull up the new cod like how much so call so you can't even and modern modern so cold war and modern warfare is 307 gigabytes yeah so you can only store that on the highest end model of of the steam deck barely yeah yeah it takes up like over half the storage like what's the highest end 512 yeah 512 and who knows how much the OS is going to take up? Probably not a whole yeah, well, lot because it's Linux. It's yeah, it's not gonna it's not gonna be as much as Windows, that's for sure. But yeah, so EMMC is a lot slower than NVMe or even a, a SATA SSD. Now the 256 and 512 gigabyte models do use NVMe drives, so that's I personally, if I was going to buy one. I would pay a little extra for the 256 gigabyte model because it's going to be so much more convenient to have number one, more capacity, number two, uh, faster storage. Now there is an SD card slot. There's a, a micro SD card slot, just like the switch. However, there's a lot of worry out there about whether SD cards even have a higher, a high enough transfer speed to run PC games off of them. I mean, on the Switch, you can do it because Switch games are optimized to run on the Switch. PC Mm -hmm. games are meant to run on a PC off of an internal hard drive or SSD. So 
you know, we don't know for sure exactly how much worse it's going to be running them off of uh, an SD card, but I wouldn't rely on that as your primary storage. What I would recommend is getting a higher end 256 or 512 gigabyte model and then install whatever like open world games or any anything that has to stream like a lot of assets. I would put that on the internal storage and then use like a a, a very large like a one terabyte or even like a two terabyte. I don't know if they have two terabyte SD cards. But a, a higher capacity SD card for like bulk storage. If you uh, if you have a lot of games that you want to have locally installed, right? That's that's what I would do personally. I wouldn't even try to run. I, I wouldn't try to install like Cold War or uh, whatever the new Call of Duty game is, unless that's like the one thing you want to play. I don't think it's worth it taking up that much of the storage. Personally, for me. If if it's something that you really want to play on the bus, go for it. But yeah, that's that's what I would recommend using the internal storage for stuff that needs the extra speed, and then the SD card for anything that may not you know need a, a high transfer rate. Something like a, like an unrailed great game, totally recommend it, or anything you know a lot like simpler. Because I, you know, for for something that's like, that doesn't have to stream a bunch of assets, all that you really need to worry about is just like load times. But once you're in it, it's not going to be that big of a deal for certain games. But yeah, so the internal storage officially, and this is one thing that there's a lot of confusion about, the internal storage is not officially upgradable. Obviously, the two higher-end models have NVMe drives that they use for storage, and you can get to them. I don't think it's quite known how buried they are, like how much you have to get into the unit to get to them, but they are there. You could potentially get to the NVMe slot and then upgrade the storage that way. Right. If you, I'm really if hoping... You, I'm really hoping that um, that Valve they'll make it easily upgradable um, and not lock it down yeah. like an Apple product. I really hope that they like take all of this criticism and you know improve their product. You know, like I just bought a new laptop and it has a very easily accessible second M M dot two slot. That's what I meant to say M dot two slot, not NVMe slot. I, M.2 slot. It has a very accessible whatever. It has a very accessible secondary M.2 slot. You don't have to open up the laptop. It's just one like panel that you take off and it you just put the the second SSD in there, then close it up. You're good to go. I really want something like that on the Steam Deck. It this seems like the perfect thing for it to have. You know, it doesn't make sense for it to not have that. Right. But I mean, at the very least, it would be really cash money if they would make the internal storage very easily accessible for the end user. Right. Just like a simple, like, like two screws and that's it. I'm hoping that they're going to go the way that uh, how they did with the index where 
you know, they release like all of all of like the 3D printing plans for people to to use and like, you know, they put in that front USB port to say, hey, you can use this whatever, you know, whatever you want. People have put fans in there, they've put screens in there. Some people what they've done is they uh for full for full body VR, what they did is they took a um a USB like hub and they trunk it down and they put it into the front and then they plugged in all three like receivers for um for VR or for uh for full body tracking. So then it's all in like one little tiny unit and it's not having to go from like your PC over to your VR headset. So it's like all right next to you. Yeah, so that's awesome. I'm hoping I... I'm hoping that they make it easy for people to do modifications and upgrades and all sorts of different stuff. Yeah, same here. Yeah, if, make if Valve... make the RAM make the RAM upgradable and also make the storage upgradable. If you do those two things, yeah. that's all you pretty much need to do. Yeah, that would be really cash money of them. If they the extremely yeah, plug. If, if Valve made it very easily upgradable, I would literally get on my knees and I would suck Gabe Newell's dick. <laughs> Okay, I mean, I, I don't just think do you understand. Free. I don't think you understand how passionate I am about gaming and technology. I would give head for a, a marginally better end user experience with a piece of hardware that I'm never going to own. So anyway, yeah, if you do place an order, it's first of all, it's five dollars to reserve one on Steam. They do that to avoid people like. Play, like you know placing a bunch of orders for it just so they can scalp them like people do with the ps5 and series x so yeah it's five dollars to reserve one that's not five dollars in addition to the price it's just five dollars of the price so like you know if it's four hundred dollars you pay five dollars then you pay 395 more later on so anyway yeah if you place if you reserve your unit now they're expected to ship out last i checked they're expected to ship out uh, quarter two of next year so it's it's gonna be about a year until you can get your hands on one the first the the very first shipment i saw is is supposed to ship out this december but yeah if you were to order one at this point it would realistically probably take about a year to get it so you know have patience don't expect it to be in your hands anytime soon Oh, I almost forgot. Uh, I have one additional criticism, just one very minor thing. No 3D. <laughs> You're really going to drive in the 3D, <laughs> aren't you? Okay, look, the way I see it is with any bit like that, I have I have three. There's, a, there, It's a rule of comedy. It's the, the rule of threes. Something can be funny three times. It's and just then, like... It's just like video game consoles where the third console they released is the third console that they release is going to be a fail. When they released the PS3, it bombed pretty hard, but then they, you know, they did pretty good. When they released the um the Xbox One, holy shit, that bombed hard. When they released the N64, it didn't do very good. When they released the Sega Saturn, holy shit, Sega, what the fuck were you thinking? In addition, you see, just you see, no, with any never joke, go past three. The first time you do it, 
it's novel. It's funny. It's a cute little thing. The second time, it's a callback. The third time really solidifies it. But if you do it a fourth time, then like you're kind of making it your thing. And everyone is going to be tired of it. So I get one more. I get one more handheld should have 3D. I get one more of those. So look look out for it next week. Remember to subscribe so you can hear me complain about a thing not having 3D. <laughs> and then then I will I will lay it to rest. And I will never touch that joke again. All right, so I think that's it for the Steam Deck then. Yeah, we spent like an hour talking about the Steam Deck. Yeah. So Next up is a continuation of what we started off with, the segment that I like to call uh, Alex Complains About Stuff, where I complain uh, about stuff. Uh, So this is going to be more of a rapid-fire thing. This is just stuff that bothers me. First off, the Freedom Phone. I don't know if you've heard of this. Have you you heard of it? Yeah, I've heard of it. It's it's really fucking stupid. It's like, oh my god, they're talking about, oh yeah, you know, there's it's so no. goofy. <laughs> it's it's all made it's all made in China. The phone is made from China. They're just rebranding it okay, for no reason. Here's what it is. To the if if the listener does not know, the freedom the freedom phone is. Uh, I'm having a fucking Joker moment. I uh, society, the freedom phone is the latest conservative grift. It's by the, like this kid who's famous for being like the first, like, or the youngest Bitcoin billionaire. So basically he's accomplished nothing besides being lucky. And his latest grift is he's taking a hundred dollar Chinese smartphone. And it's $500 and selling, selling it for $500 and marketing it to MAGA chuds. And the whole thing, oh, I got to literally all he did is he took a cheap did you Chinese, see? he took a cheap Chinese smartphone. He modified the base install of Android that which anybody can do. Android is open source. You can do whatever the fuck yeah. you want with Android. And then he loaded it, preloaded it on the phone. That's all he did. Yeah. Oh, and did then he put see? a, then he put a U.S. flag as the default background. That's so goofy. Did you see the reveal video? His fucking no. Oaxis moment. There's a reveal video? This yeah, oh. there's a video of this guy talking about it. He's basically like pitching the idea of it. It's so good. Hold on, let me find it. It's so funny. Link in description, by the way. Yeah, here it is. Freedom phone official video. Yeah, let me send it to general, or I'll send it to stuff we send during the show. All right, there it is. The Freedom Phone official video with a very creative thumbnail. It's just Your the logo and the Freedom Phone. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> yes. if you've yes, heard it, of Oasis. It has more dislikes than likes. That's so good. I don't know if you, Jake, have heard of Oasis, but not. it's, so you know Butch Hartman? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, first of all, I found him on YouTube like a couple years ago. Seems like a really cool guy. 
Turns out, kind of a weirdo. He tried to start this, like, Christian family-oriented streaming service called Oaxis. And it's a whole rabbit hole. We can go down it later, but basically, the Freedom Phone video invokes so much of that energy from the Oaxis Kickstarter video. I'm looking... Oasis. I'm I'm watching watching this video... And it looks like they just hired some guy off of Fiverr to make this video, to edit this video. It, that's what it looks like. It is very... They just hired some random guy off of Fiverr. <laughs> it's like it's like <laughs> so the template good. that they used was conservative grift. It has every... It has every element of a conservative grift. It has the, like, overly, like... I guess patriotic background music. It sounds like you're at like a fucking army ceremony. It has the red, white, and blue text. It's just it's it's such a goofy thing. Anyway, link in description, watch it. It's hilarious. But Candace Owens, who is the king or the, I guess the queen of conservative grifters, tweeted about this and she's like, that's so awesome. Well this let's let's stick up this stick the middle finger up to big tech yeah let's uh, use the freedom phone and use my offer code for whatever not enough off and then you know what the funniest part about that tweet was what twitter for iphone You know, oh my god. You you know no. what's even you know what's even better? So about this video that you sent me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna send you a screenshot of their YouTube page. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I I have HDR so it blows everything up like really, really bright. Ooh. Um <laughs> It's sending. Okay. <laughs> it's oh, that's so gross. It's okay. Okay. So what I'm looking at is the oh. the banner for your voice network incorporated the people that did the freedom phone official video link in description. <laughs> stupid. It is. So it's stupid, like dude. an edit of Donald Trump in front of like a we the people constitution American flag yee ass MAGA chud background and they tried to make it I guess look bright or something really it's just blown out so it's like barely any detail actually no detail is left in his face He's just this white blob with a nose, eyes, and a mouth. That's that's my monitor doing that, because I have HDR. Is it? Yeah. Here, I'll send you... Okay. Yeah, I'll just... I'll look at it on my laptop. Yeah, that's my monitor doing that. For some reason, it does that. Okay. You know what? I kind of wish it was blown out like that. (laughs) No, it's... You wish it had HDR on it? I wish that it was that bright fucking monstrosity you <laughs> sent in that screenshot. Okay. No, it's you it's just a normal picture better? if you just if you look at it, but it's it's so it's it's still so goofy. You want to you know, know what's what are even you doing? better about this, dude? What? 
So this video it has 1,000 likes, 1.2 thousand dislikes. Oh shit! Thirty-seven thousand yeah, views. Right now, that's so funny. Zero there comments. Are, there are no comments. So that means they're deliberately deleting every single comment when they talk about in the right. video about Try censorship. Refreshing it. Try refreshing it. Let me screenshot it real quick so I have evidence of it. Where's the fucking... There it is. Yeah, I there's... The print screen button. Yeah, there's no comments. It's crazy. Nothing. Oh, good. <laughs> goofy ass. <laughs> He he just commented goofy ass I, on the video. I am being it, it canceled doesn't show up right for now. Me. It doesn't show up for me. Let refresh me refresh it. it. Oh, no comments. It's gone. It auto deletes the comments. I am being censored and canceled <laughs> you're, right you're now. You're being censored and canceled. They're doing. They talk they're doing <laughs> cancel they're doing culture. The, they're doing the fucking exact opposite of what they were talking about in the video. No, you know what it is. Oh my you know God. what it is? My brain it's big hurts, tech. dude. It's big tech. It's because I'm using it's because I'm using a big tech Windows laptop. See, what I should be doing is I should be using the Freedom Phone that you uses using, some version of Linux. some operating system. You know what? You know Linux. what my favorite part? You know, using Linux or the Freedom Phone. Unironically, I kind of like Linux. I'm just using Windows because it came pre-installed. Um, but you know what my favorite part about this video is? I don't know how much of it you've watched so far. He gets into like why the phone itself is so awesome. And the reasons that he lists are like, it has an edge-to-edge -edge display and a fast processor. And it's like, can you get more vague? Let me see if I can find exactly what he says, and I'll and I'll and I'll tell you verbatim. Let me see. Yeah, there it is. It has an edge-to-edge -edge screen, a super fast processor. That's the there it is. That's the third thing that I was trying to think of. Multiple cameras. The selling one of the okay. The, here here are the the. The top three reasons you should buy this phone. Number one, it has a screen. Number okay. two, it has a processor. And number three, it has more than one camera. Okay, so so when I uh, when I originally went to freedom like freedomphone.com, I got a 404 error. <laughs> See, but, see, that's big tech canceling them and but, doing a censorship. But after I refreshed, it says uh, they're doing "quote unquote" maintenance. Oh, you can contact I, them. They have a they have an email address. Here's one of the suggested videos that I got. What is Freedom Phone? A phone for free speech. I. It's from this channel, Techformative. I don't. I have never seen any of their videos. So I. I saw that and I was like, oh, it's just going to be like a sponsored thing. Like they probably paid someone to review it. Here's the rest of the title. Parentheses. Update. Don't buy this crap. It's a scam. So good. It's so. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like they're not even trying. You know what? Take politics out of it. This is just a shitty like product. It's just what are you getting? Really? What are the advantages? I mean, okay, back to the whole Candace Owens thing. Nothing says fuck you to big tech like tweeting about a Google phone because it's a phone that 
ships with Android or some version of Android, assuming they modify it at all, tweeting about that that Google-based phone from an iPhone. You know what? Holy makes it- shit! They don't even try to make their grift convincing. This it's it's just the whole soldier it's the whole soldier boy console all over again. This is what this is. Exactly. Exactly. Even if you remove politics from it entirely, this is just another soldier boy console. It's like if soldier boy tried to market his Chinese knockoff console as like it doesn't use fucking it, you don't have like, to pay it, for PSN like it, to use it and it's like yeah cuz it's not even a console. Right, like he market, like he markets it as better than like you know, like a PS Five or like a like a RTX thirty eighty with like a Ryzen five. You know, I I, I don't even I don't even know what we're on for Ryzen's anymore. Fifty nine hundred, yeah, we'll go we'll go with fifty nine hundred X. That sounds familiar enough. The Soldier Boy console is so cool because it won't big tech censor you because if you use the soldier boy console you're not a person only people get censored you understand me if you use the soldier boy console you do not exist because no one uses that and if if anyone did i mean do they even have any like opinions that are worth hearing i don't anyway yeah remember when i said this was going to be rapid fire anyway (laughs) here's the next thing that i'm gonna yell about from my soapbox so the metaverse is it was mentioned in today's thrill seeker video facebook is uh apparently planning on going full steam ahead with creating what they're calling the metaverse which from what i've seen i don't get it it's supposed to be like instead of launching something from an app drawer you and your friends can just walk there and it's like dipshit app drawers exist so we don't have to walk literally if i could choose to push a button and be at burger king instead of having to drive or walk there i would do that what makes you think i want to have real time travel just launching fucking I don't know, Half-Life Alex or whatever. What makes you think I want that? Just let me keep the app drawer. It is infinitely better than any metaverse could be. Like, literally, why are we trying to live in Spy Kids 3? <laughs> Everyone tries to be like, oh, it's going to be like Ready Player One, which shitty story, shitty book by a shitty dude, all right movie that okay. references better movies. Okay. Okay, the book the book is actually pretty decent the mo- the movie the was book okay. okay i've i've seen like snippets of the book it it it's a book about an incel written by an incel <laughs> so does that make me one for enjoying it maybe i don't know <laughs> quentin i believe quentin review is, did a pretty good video about like why it's just a weird thing i remember one specific thing that i remember from ready player one the book is how the main character who by the way in the book is way less likable than he is in the movie from what i've seen i haven't read it or seen it uh to be perfectly clear this is just secondhand information that i'm going off of but there's like a whole like passage where this guy is talking about how women use like unrealistic avatars 
And it's like, they're not even hot in real life. So why should they be hot in the game? And then immediately after that, he's like, yeah, my character, my avatar is super buff and has clear skin, even though I'm kind of fat and have acne. And it's like, what the fuck? This is beyond parody because it's not even like as a joke. This is just these. This is this is stream of consciousness. This is what this guy believes. This isn't even like tongue in cheek. This is just, yeah, it's okay when I do it. Cause like, I want to be a buff dude, but like I, if I see a hot girl and she gives me a boner, then I should be able to get a boner from her in real life. I don't give like, uh, what, what problem do you see with that? Anyway, everyone says that the metaverse will be like ready player one, but realistically it's going to be more like spy kids three. Why do you, why would you want to live in spy kids three? Why, 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 why? Why? Even something like Rec Room. Rec Room, I think, is the closest, from my understanding of what a metaverse is, to be clear, Rec Room is the closest that we have to something like a metaverse where there's like a greater environment that you inhabit and then there's games within that environment. Rec Room is the closest thing we have to that. Even Rec Room has an app drawer. You don't walk to Rise of the Jumbotron or Golden Trophy you open you it, it like a civilized fucking human being. I just don't see what's wrong with that. And you're right. I have no reason to get this heated over it. <laughs> I just get bothered by things and then I let the rage take over. Uh, next thing that I'm going to yell from atop this proverbial mountain California is apparently, and this is like, I just heard about this before we started, uh, before we started recording, California is apparently going to ban, well, here's, here's the clickbait version of it. California is banning gaming PCs. Now here's the more nuanced, like information filled version of that. So California is implementing, or they've, they've been implementing for like, I think five years now, since 2016, they've implemented certain restrictions on any like home appliances or anything that uses over a certain amount of electricity. It's, you know, cause of like climate change and stuff and, you know, saving power. And I get that. I get that we need to not use as much fossil fuels. However, the way that it's being done, hold on. Someone's calling out. I'll have to, call her back later so anyway uh where was i uh so california is not allowing some graphics cards to be sold so like a 3060 which is like the lowest end 30 series card you can get or i think the 3060 ti um you can't buy that in california you know with this california, new regulation california ruins everything i swear yeah they, i don't <laughs> i don't like it they they force people to have orange tips on airsoft guns. They force people not to buy 3080s. And then we have, hold on, I gotta pull up my airsoft gun because I gotta. Oh, well, this... you know, certain things I get. Certain things no, the no, government okay, yeah, needs to is, regulate. This stupid rule, um, the P65 warning, it's like, it's fucking on everything. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, is that the whole this 
chemical is known to the state of California to cause cancer. Yes, yes, it's that, and it's literally we had on that, like everything. We had that on the chairs that we got in the band room a couple years ago, and it's like, oh, don't fucking eat this chair; it'll give you cancer. Thanks, California. <laughs> it's it's that's goofy. It's literally but. it's literally boy. It's literally just boy who cried wolf. That's that's what it is. Yeah. Now I don't. I don't want to like give off because I am going to rant against this, against the whole like not being able to buy a gaming PC. I just want my position to be clear. I know the government should regulate certain things like the whole orange tip thing. I, I see the argument for that. I know, I know you, you complain about that. I, I kind of get like, and this is just like my first, like first impression thoughts. Like I haven't done research into it, but so I could be wrong, but I get like, you know, you want to have an orange tip on a fake gun. So if you have like a real gun and a fake gun that look the same, you don't want, you don't want to get shot over an airsoft gun if you get pulled over. Right. I get that. But also you should be smart enough to not brandish a weapon or a fake weapon in public. Exactly. But there's been cases where like a kid, like a little kid has some, the toy gun and the cops shoot him. So you want to mitigate that as much as possible. Cops will still shoot a kid if uh, if the circumstances are 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 right. You know, shitty cop. You know, certain ethnicity biases in place. All all that stuff. I, I get that it's going to happen, but you know, you want to mitigate it. So I get that the government has to regulate certain things like that. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. However, not allowing people to buy a gaming PC because it uses too much power is such an overreach because like there, there are so much more like things that are harming the environment than one person running a 3080. It's see, they're not even just banning 3080s, the 3060 TI, which is just a step above the lowest end card, I believe from the 30 series you, you you can't get that so you can't get any new graphics card i i mean i guess you could get an amd card i don't know what the, the whole thing is with that I, all i know is you can't get the 3060 ti or anything above that that's ridiculous you should be able to buy a new graphics card so about the whole proposition 65 it's <laughs> like proposition 69 am i right shut the fuck yeah, yeah, he won't begin sixty nine because it'll cause reproductive harm. Um. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, um, there are signs at Disney World in California that say, "Warning: Entering this area can expose you to chemicals known to the state of California to cause cancer and birth defects or other reproductive harm." Like there are signs at Disney World that say that. Okay, that's kind of funny because, like. <laughs> What I see happening is someone's like, wow, they're like, are they adding a new thing here? Like, people are going to think it's part of an attraction. Like, don't enter or else you get laser zapped by Zerg. Like, people are going to think it's something like that. And I I really hope that that happens. Like, ooh, what new attraction are they adding? Are they adding some Bond villain-esque uh, attraction here? Nope. Just shit that gives you cancer. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, like you said, there's so many other things that use more energy, that use more fossil fuels, like cars, 
that, you know, if you really wanted to use government regulation to solve the problem, you know, you go after bigger things like industry, you know, like companies fucking polluting the river and polluting the atmosphere. Go after like the big guys that are actually ruining the environment and actively decaying our planet. Don't use individual action to deflect responsibility away from big corporations. Cause that's like, that's the shit that like, like big companies are all about individual action promoting. Oh, you know, if you just recycle, then that'll save the planet. And if you, if you do this, this, and this, that'll reduce your carbon footprint. And it's like, well, hold on. How much carbon are you pumping into the air in the new phone? Who dis? Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, this just goes to prove gamers really are the most oppressed minority. Oh my god. <laughs> That's okay, you-, <laughs> you know what? If you're going to go after someone, go after the Bitcoin bozos. Go after the people that are doing crypto mining. Go after those assholes. Yeah. Leave the poor gamers alone. So yeah, that's that's uh, everything that I wanted to complain about. So you have something doesn't seem like complaining, but it's something. Uh, no, it is not complaining. I gotta close out all these tabs about Prop sixty five and the <laughs> the stupid phone. Uh, let's see here. The Freedom Phone. Give us your money, and we will give you nothing. Pretty much. Okay, so. If you were like me in middle school, elementary school, there was the big playground war. Xbox 360 versus PS3. So, um, someone like me... See, I was a who, wee kid, so I was in, yeah, I was the kid in the oh, corner picking I, my nose. I, I was going to say, I'll, I'll, there were a lot of people, like you and I, who were stuck with the Wii. And, you know, we, we had to choose a side. Hey, stuck? The Wii was... Uh, no, no, no. I said, I, yeah, no, no, no. The Wii, the Wii is awesome. Wii is awesome. Awesome console. Um. Anyways, you know what? I I think owning a Wii instead of an Xbox or a PlayStation made me a better person. I'm gonna say it. I'm just gonna come out and say it. I am better than you because I owned a Wii. I'm I'm talking to the hypothetical person dude, dude, that I dude. grew up with that had an Xbox or a PlayStation. Everybody, Everybody had a Wii. They at least had two of them. Look in your couch cushion. I'm sure you'll find one in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, better than you because I played Mario Kart and not Call of Duty. No, Call of Duty would have freaked me out. Even though there was Call of Duty on the Wii. Yeah, sort of. So, I guess speaking of the Wii, so I made a whole list of like of like stuff that I've picked up at like garage sales and stuff. Or like I've gotten from trades. Take a guess how many Wii's I've picked up from garage sales or trades. Are we counting the ones that you found in the couch cushions? Uh, the, unfortunately, there were no in the, none in the couch cushions. Shit, alright. Five. Very close. There you go. There's my whole list. It is seven. Jeez. Yeah, they're everywhere. Um, You can't escape them. Even though the PS2 was the most popular was, you know, the most popular selling console of all time, and then the DS, and then the Wii. I, st- I still found more Wiis than anything else. Um, anyways, yeah, they were practically giving those things away. I know. 
Um, anyways, so, in my opinion, the Xbox 360, if, if you didn't, if you kind of missed out on, like, the Xbox 360, which is, uh, or PS3, which, I'll be honest, it's kind of hard to miss out on, because it was, like, it was, like, the longest generation. It was around for, like, 10 years or something like that. It was crazy. It's been around um, since 1978. Um, That's a true fact. Don't bother Googling it. <laughs> um, but anyways, in my opinion, I think that, or, or sorry, this may be bold of me to say, there we go. Ooh, I'm going to say it. I'm going to fucking say fi- it. We finally say used- it. Oh, I'm so ready. We finally used the term of the show. Finally. Um, you know, I like to I like to use it sporadically as a as a as a little treat. It's a little treat right. for me, you, and the audience. It's a little. Oh, he said the thing. Because if I use if I use it every episode, then you know it's it's like I said earlier, the rule of threes. But you know, longer term. You know, if I use it every episode, it loses all of its special meaning. But right now, since I get to use it, and it is rare that I do, I'm gonna savor right. every moment of it. So. This is bold of me to say, but I believe that the Xbox 360 is the best budget gaming console. You know what that is? What is that, Alex? That's bold of you to say. <laughs> I Woo! said the thing. I yeah, said the thing. baby! That's what I've been waiting for! That's what it's all about! We Woo! did it, gamers! We did it. Uh, but anyways, so, I think the Xbox 360 is the best budget gaming console. That may be up for debate between the Wii, which I'll be honest, the Wii is probably one of the better ones, because if you want to mod it, yeah, pretty much got anything, everything from the NES all the way up to the Wii era, which, you know, that's a lot of consoles. But in my opinion, if you want something that's recent, you know, recent, pretty modern games, my my recommendation is that you pick up a Xbox 360 Slim. They're like, I think it's like 50 to 60 dollars. For a 250 gigabyte Xbox 360 Slim, some of the best games that have ever come out um, are on the Xbox 360. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 4, Grand Theft Auto 5, all the Bioshocks, the Orange Box, all the Mass Effect games. You know what? Skyrim, Red Dead Redemption, Portal 2, the good Batman Arkham games. Gears of War. You make a really good point. All the Gears of War games. Oblivion. All of the great Call of Duty games, except for Ghost and Advanced Warfare, piss off. Halo fucking 3. Halo 3, Halo 3 ODST, and Halo Reach. Like, some of the best Halo games ever to come out. Uh, You got Bioshock Infinite, Street Fighter 4, Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas. You get the Forza games, Minecraft, Dark Souls 1 and 2. Um, Far Cry, the Assassin's Creed games, Bayonetta. Please, I can only get so hard. There's just, there's so many good games. Dead Space, the Dead Space series was on, was on the 360 era. There's just so many great, Borderlands, holy shit, Borderlands was huge. There's just so many good games on the Xbox 360, and you could get these for dirt cheap. Like, throw throw out a game that was released for, uh, for Xbox 360. A game that you would want to play. Ooh, on the, the Xbox Arkham 360. Games. Arkham games. So Batman. We'll just search up Batman and then we'll and then we'll list it. Um Did you know that there are 141 Batman games? If you just search up Batman. Uh yeah. and we'll and like a hundred of them are like arcade games from the nineties. For Xbox 360. Um what's the best Arkham game in your opinion? Um I mean it's gotta be Arkham City, right? 
Arkham City complete in box. Take a guess how much that costs. It's got to be like 10 bucks. I mean, you can even get it like $5 new at Walmart. Nine dollars. Yeah, you can even get it five. like five dollars, not nine. Five. Oh, five dollars. Yeah. Shit. That's yeah. That's really good. You can even get Xbox 360 games still at at like Walmart, for example, for pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like even if you don't go like into the used market, you're still looking at really good deals. But yeah. yeah I mean, you know, like, I people are selling. You know, people sell 360 games all the time. Oh, you make a shit really left for point. left for dead, dude. Left for dead was on this console. Half Life fucking two was on this console. You know what? I wasn't so sure LA when North. you started off. Oh, that's another good one. Burnout I wasn't Paradise. so sure when you started off. You know, I was like, well, you know, how many games are on the Xbox 360 that you would want to play? It's you know, it's outdated hardware and everything. But you make a really, really good point. There's a lot if I, of good games. If I had nothing today and I wanted to play, you know, if if I wanted to play the stuff that I like, I, I love Portal 2. I love the Arkham games. Uh, you listed off a lot of other ones that are really good. That Tomb Raider. Half-Life 2. The Tomb Raider, the Tomb Raider reboot was on here. In Tomb addition Raider. to, they ported over Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Wait, hold on. What was it? Oh, was it Shadow? Was it Shadow of the Tomb Raider? I'm not sure. It was the second one that they released. That was the remake. Uh, Rise or, of the Tomb Raider. Rise of the Tomb Raider. They released that. That was a current gen game, and they got it to work on a console that only has 512 megabytes of RAM. You know what? Going in with Xbox, the Xbox 360 is the best budget gaming console. That is the most bold. And correct thing that has ever been said on this show. Skate fucking three. Skate three. Oh. Remember that, dude? Yeah, if I... I remember playing it at Ryan's house. It's so... It's so funny. Just, like, the all the, the physics of it. It's, it's so good. But, yeah, if I was... If I had nothing today and I wanted to build a good gaming library, I would totally go with an Xbox 360. For, what, there, 50 or $60 for the console. And then buy the arkham games portal 2 uh half-life 2 uh all, all the other games i mean it's the best bang for your bang for your buck you're gonna get it's incredible so and i've never there, thought of that so there's a guy in the codex history of video games podcast discord his name is called old man ryan and he has a massive xbox 360 collection like i would say probably like over like 500 600 games it's absurd Oh, the I, Fallout I gotta, games. That's another... another yeah, the Fallout uh, games. You got Fallout 3 and New Those Vegas. are other games that I would buy f- for it. Yeah, that's such a good games library. That's such a good era. It was, it, was like, it was like the golden... It was the golden, like, early internet trash talk phase. Like the... The, um... Oh, God, what is it? You, you remember, you remember the, uh, the you have Uno meme, right? I'm not sure. I I got into like gaming gaming at the tail end of that era. Like it was like uh it must have been like it must have been like my freshman year. So like 2016-ish is when I got in like I was getting interested in PC gaming. So that was when I was like getting introduced to that era of I was being introduced to like, you know, the Portal series, Half-Life, like 
the fallout games that kind of stuff so like i have a certain level of i don't know if you would call it nostalgia for that but you know i i think nostalgia is a good way to describe it because it's like that was my first bit of like gaming other than like mario kart on the wii right Black Ops 2 was my first Call of Duty game, and I'm so happy that I started that as my first Call oh, of Duty I, game. I had that on the Wii U. That was a pretty fun one. That I was remember liking awesome the, the, COD game. I remember liking the campaign a lot. So I sent pictures of this guy's collection in chat. Like, look at this. It's insane. Oh, wow. So there's... One, two, three, four, five, six, nine, nine. Oh, no, there's more. There's more. Wait, so is there's there? Like uh, no, there isn't. 19 xboxes and he has those all complete in box too that's incredible but my recommendation if you're going to buy a new or like an xbox 360 go with the slim models because i'm sure i'm sure you're if you're if you're into gaming and if you're into xbox you are probably aware that the xbox original xbox 360s were very much prone to hardware failure the red red ring of death I forgot about the Red Ring of Death until yep. you just mentioned that. Yep. So I would I would avoid the original Xbox 360s because, you know, the prone hard for hardware failure in addition to being pretty loud. But you can also get them for really, really cheap if they are broken and you know how to fix them. Or if you know someone that knows how to fix them. Yeah, like me. You you want to you want to know how how you fix one of those Xbox 360s? I, I'm not even joking about this. You you disassemble it. You unplug it, it and plug you, it back in. <laughs> no, you disassemble it. You take the motherboard out. You put it on a baking sheet and you put it in the oven. Oh, I've heard of this. Yeah, doesn't that <laughs> remember like... when remember when people were doing like the towel wrap trick to What's try to that? get it to work? So. Um, so what the whole, so the whole reason why the red ring, why the red ring of death popped up on those old consoles is because it was getting death. The red wing of death is because it was getting so hot that the CPU or the APU, the graphics chip was, uh, the solder, the solder balls underneath were starting to melt. And so it would slowly lift up, um, the CPU or the GPU off of it. And that's how you would get that the three rings general hardware failure. So what you would do is you would just basically just do a whole re you would do a reflow of the GPU and the CPU chips. And that's I how you would get hearing it about that back, back working. And people are thinking, Oh, you know, just wrap it in a towel. Uh, the console isn't going to get that hot to the point where it's going to start to melt solder. So, so the, um, so what you do is you wrap it in a towel and run it. So it like it, it's running, but there's no airflow, so it gets hot. Yeah, so it basically you, well, you'd think itself. that would damage it further, right? Like it's but, one thing putting it in the oven; it's not running or anything. But like, wouldn't it? I mean, I don't know. I'm just speculating. But wouldn't it be worse to make it like run to the point where it's melting the solder? Right, you would think. Yeah, but I remember hearing that like the oven trick is like a temporary fix like i'm sure it's a lot more of a permanent fix to like you know open it up resolder it right yeah reflow it all yeah and i I, i'm pretty sure a soldering iron isn't that expensive no i I actually i recommend a heat gun not a a soldering iron yeah 
But anyways, so yeah, the Xbox 360, you can play OG, or sorry, you can play a select few of OG Xbox games as well as 360 games. Uh, OG Xbox games are kind of up in the air because they're emulated, um, but they do a pretty good job. I think the exception is Jet Set Radio Future has issues getting emulated, but a good majority of the Xbox 360 games that you would want to play are emulated. That's another good point. The backwards compatibility. Because like that mm-hmm. adds like Spider-Man 2 to the library. Let, which is well, another, let me check. Like, Xbox 360. Well, if it, if it can play Spider-Man 2, that's another incredible mm-hmm. game to add to the library. Let's see if Spider-Man 2 is on there. Luckily, all of the games that I have for my for OG Xbox, which isn't much, I think I have... I think it's Counter-Strike, Shadow the Hedgehog, and Panzer Dragoon Orta. Okay, so let's see. You said Spider-Man, right? Yep, Spider-Man 2 is on there as backwards compatible. And the thing is, it's with how the original Xbox was, the, the original Xbox was a beast. Like, it... Um, yeah, I mean, it was big, but, like, it... Um, it can do um, 1080i through component cables. Or through composite. That's pretty I, good. Yeah, so you can get pretty much... It, it, it can do 720p as well. So you're getting, you know, HD quality from a console from 2001. So when you run these games through the Xbox 360, it will output them out to 1080p. It will upscale them slightly to 1080p. And they look... Yeah, so that's <laughs> they a look really pretty good, good experience. Uh, let's so yeah, see go here. buy an Xbox. Go, go buy an Xbox 360. They're cheap. We should We should buy a bunch of them and then encourage people to buy them uh, but but we are where the supply we own all of them we'll buy all of the xboxes and that we'll do a pump and dump but instead of bitcoin it's, uh, it's xbox 360s it's pre-owned xbox 360s you know what okay this is one thing that i forgot to mention um so the original xbox had this too but the xbox 360 really pushed this so I think the Xbox 360 is the best console for local play because this this console had System Link. Do you, do you remember what System Link is? I do not. So you basically just take all these consoles, hook them up with Ethernet cables into one switch. You don't even need Ethernet. You just hook them up with Ethernet, Ethernet cables into a switch and you can get them all connected to each other through a local area network. You can have a LAN party with a bunch of Xboxes. Oh, that's awesome. So if you so if you're on a budget, you don't have a big gaming PC, you know, and you don't wanna, you know, if you don't wanna lug around your big gaming PC or, you know, your laptop, uh, which, you know, if you like a virgin. If, like a virgin. Um, and you're still waiting for the Steam Deck to come out. And if you want a good, cheap alternative to sit down with your friends. You know, for a land party with everybody vaccinated and social and distancing. And if you want to say no to big tech censorship, because <laughs> there's no Twitter on the Xbox 360. There, there is no Twitter on the Xbox. Oh, mm, maybe wrong on that. It does have a web browser, so technically it has Twitter. What a flex! Run to how much of a flex would it be to, to have from to an Xbox 360. just tweet tweet something ordinary but at the the little thing at the bottom twitter for xbox 360 <laughs> but yeah if you want a good if you want a good land party experience 
you know, get yourself a bunch of cheap 360s, get like a whole bunch of copies of like Left 4 Dead 2 or, or you know, Call of Duty, Halo. Um, I think, doesn't Minecraft, I'm not sure. I don't think Minecraft has system link. Let me check. Minecraft system link Xbox 360. Uh, no, LAN is not supported for a 360 version of Minecraft. But you can't uh, have four player split screen, so yeah, it's still still not bad. All right, and I uh, think that's it. So you want to get into the Black Widow review? Uh, yeah. All right. So Black Widow, uh, it just came out. It's the new Marvel movie. I don't really have to do a lot of heavy lifting explaining it. So yeah, I, I bought it on Disney Plus. I paid for Premier Access. So judge me how you will. Him. I leached yeah. off him. I didn't want to pay $30. <laughs> totally understandable. Um, so yeah, you could watch it in theaters if you want, if you, if you want to see it before we spoil the entire thing. But yeah, so, I mean, we don't have to do a whole lot of preamble. Do you want to get into, get, do you want to get into general thoughts? Uh, yeah. So I remember, so I remember I, uh, I messaged Alex about black widow. I was like, ah, I don't know. I was like, I'm kind of, you know, I don't know about watching it because I really, you know, I'm kind of getting out of the whole superhero thing because, you know, they've been doing it for a while. But then, you know, I started watching it. The intro, <laughs> the intro, I'll be honest, the intro was really weird. I was like, what the fuck is this? Well, it was, it, it, it was, kind it of was felt like, like a it, Bond movie. It, it kind of, it, it felt very WandaVision to me. Like, like in the beginning of WandaVision where you're like, why, you know, why is this Marvel? What oh, does this have to do like with a, Marvel? like a, like with the family, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought you meant like the the montage with the no. smells like Teen Spirit cover. No, 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 no. Um, but but like but then as you know, as soon as soon as they started, well, okay. I'm trying not to say anything like about like specific details about the movie. <laughs> you can you can say whatever you want. Okay. Um. But when they when they all started running towards, uh, you know, they drove off and, you know, to the plane um, to get on it and go uh, to I think it was Cuba, right? Yeah. Yeah. They and went I to saw Cuba. And I saw all the uh, all the shield um, trucks that pulled up. I was like, oh, I was, I was like, OK, it's like, all right. I was like, OK, okay now this is making a little bit more sense now. But yeah, um, I think the whole, the whole reason why I was kind of against it is because a lot of these superhero movies is I. <laughs> My, I would watch them with my dad, and he would constantly like commentate over them. And oh, that's the li- worst. Li- like, 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 make, like, I, it is the worst. And I am, comments. I'm saying it's the worst as someone that does exactly that. <laughs> that that is exactly what I do. And Haley hate Haley hates watching horror movies with me because I always laugh at the scary parts because it's always so it's funny it's funny when the guy jumps out from around the corner it's it's like a little joke at this point but um but yeah like you know as soon as i started watching it and finally got into it, it's like okay you know i'm starting i'm starting to like the whole superhero thing again so i think i'll have to go back and watch loki as well as i still haven't even watched loki is um, so good I still haven't watched the oh god what is it 
The Winter Soldier? No. Falcon that... and the Winter Soldier? Yeah, I still haven't watched that. The last thing that I watched yeah. was WandaVision. Which there's... WandaVision was good. Yeah, there's a character... Uh, the lady in the post credit scene that was talking to Yelena... Yeah. Uh, she is in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. She okay. was, Well, originally Black Widow was supposed to come out before... It was supposed to come out like last May, I want to say. Then it got okay. it kept getting pushed back. So it was supposed right. to come out before Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But oh, she ended okay. up getting her introduction in that show. God. But it doesn't really matter which one you see her in first. Does it, does it mess with the timeline? <laughs> Is the it, is the is the Marvel timeline all fucked up now because of COVID? Actually, it hasn't been affected too bad. It's just stuff gets pushed back, but a lot of stuff that's happening doesn't really like the, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming out before this doesn't really affect it because this is it's before Infinity War. Like it's a bit further back in the timeline anyway. So it's not a huge Yeah, because I, I was deal. watching it, and I was like, where the hell does this fall in with the timeline? And where does WandaVision fall in with the timeline? Like, well, I think WandaVision's obviously after um, Endgame. WandaVision is like two weeks after Endgame, I believe. Okay. Yeah, because I, I, you know, I was watching through Black Widow, and I was like, um... I was like, you know, they're talking about the, you know, the Avengers and, like, Tony Stark and, like, Iron Man and you know, all the other characters. And I was like, I was like, okay. It's like, where did this fall? You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's pulling a prequel. It's like pulling a star Wars, per, star Wars prequel. Yeah. Well, that's, that's one of the nitpicks that I had in my list of nitpicks. One of the things that bothers me about this movie is how it, it was made too late. Cause if it came out when it was supposed to take place, cause it takes place, immediately after civil war if it came out after civil war like in 2017 then it would have been fine it would have been just you know a regular right. marvel movie but coming now they're out starting to get after, fucky with the timeline they are and it coming out after infinity war and endgame after black widow already died it just kind of feels like i don't know it's like this character lived and died in front of us, and now it's like, oh, by the way, she had a little adventure here, you know. And we're gonna make a huge deal out of it, but it's at the end of the day, it doesn't really tie in much with what's going on. With so with the Star Wars movies, it's okay. There we go. We finally we we mentioned Star Wars. Yes. We can release the podcast episode. Uh, you keep um, you keep working it in and then saving my hind end. <laughs> Okay, so with the thing with like Star Wars, is the the first three movies was perfect. There's not the first three, uh, four, five, and six. There we go. Yeah, I had to say yeah the first three that, that came out. That came out. Yes, those those were perfect. They each followed each other. But after one is where they started. After they released Episode One is where they started to get fucky with the timeline because they started releasing books and other media that coincided with it and it's the same thing that halo did as well because with 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 halo one i think it was halo one and halo two halo one two and three were all pretty good but after three and when they went to four is yeah, where Jared's gone re- off on this is where they they basically they released a whole bunch of books in between 
from what I remember, and you needed to read those books to understand what was really going on in the story, and they don't explain it at all. Yeah. At least with the Star Wars movies, they do sort of, like, like you don't have to read all of the additional material. It just kind of fleshes out the world around the movies. Right. So I can kind of forgive that. However, big however, going into The Force Awakens, you do not. They never say in the movies what the First Order's deal is. Mm-hmm. Like, all that you know is they're the Empire, but new. The Empire, but slightly updated uniforms and a, b- a bigger Death Star. That's all that you get from the movies. And you get, like, general references to a new Republic. And there's, like, a Senate again. But there's also the Resistance and the First Order. So you never really know who's in power, who's the underdog, what is the political situation here. And now, the prequels did get criticized a lot for over-explaining the politics and going into, like, the trade route in this star but system. But at least they explained it to the viewer, so they don't have to go and, like, get other outside material in order to understand it. Now, I feel like the original trilogy had a good balance of, like, you understand what's going on. You understand there's an empire and there's a a rebel group that's trying to overthrow them. You get it. It's pretty simple. You don't need like five straight minutes of like debate about trade regulations, but they don't also like not explain anything. It's not like this is the bad guys. These are the good guys. Someone's in charge. Who cares? That's, I don't know how I got to that, but thank you for listening. (laughs) But what I'm, so going back on track, what I'm worried about Marvel is going to be slipping into. Oh yeah, that's what we were talking about. Right. (laughs) What I'm worried about Marvel (laughs) slipping into is I'm worried that they're going to start slipping into Star Wars or Halo territory where the movies are going to start getting jumbled up and it's not, it's not like a clear it's not like a clear path, which I like, I think I said this before that is, or at least I said this to my dad. I said, that is one thing that I will praise Marvel for is that it is easy to understand because it, you know, it's not, it's not fucking kingdom hearts where it's (laughs) where like the seventh game in is actually the first one in the timeline. And the sixth game in is like the second one. Yeah. Uh, I have, okay. You know what? I have a copy of one of the final fantasy games for the PS4. I don't know which one it is. I own it. Final fantasy. Final fantasy does not follow any other final fantasy. It's its complete own separate game. It's like the persona series. I, I, I don't, no, I'll, which, st- I'll, I'll, I, right I can, I'll look on. I'll look on the shelf real quick. I'll be back in a second. Final Fantasy fifteen or fourteen? I think. I think it's gonna be Final Fantasy fifteen or seven remake. Okay, it's Final Fantasy seven remake. Yeah, I'm that's terrified a good one. to play it. I'm terrified to play it because I. I don't know. Don't I be don't terrified. Know anything about the games i don't know anything about the franchise you do not afraid that i'm gonna open it and it's like oh sorry you didn't read this novel play these three games and get this psychic spirit vision at three in the morning in the middle of the alps sorry you don't understand the plot 
Now, That's one what I'm thing, scared of. Now, one thing. So, I know that you're scared of Final Fantasy VII. Um, Final Fantasy VII. I'm scared of anything is, that I have to know something going in. Final Fantasy VII Remake is a great starting point, but there is one thing that I do have to caution about it. Um, they only basically did one third of the original game because Final Fantasy VII released for PS One. Um, they only did about like one third of the actual game, and they somehow stretched it out to like this big long game. They did a good job with it though, but that's not the that's not the full story. That's only part of it. Okay. So, so where do that, I get the rest of it? You have to buy the PS One version. You fucker. Which you can't get on the PS Four. You can buy the original Final Fantasy Seven on the PS Four. Very cheap. I think it's like seven bucks. So. I guess that's not too bad. But it will Final be, Fantasy VII is on Steam. It's not yes. the remake. Yeah, it is on is, Steam as well. Is that the complete game or, yeah, or yes. what? Yes. That it is? Yes, that is the original one that released. All right. Maybe I'll just... I don't know. I'll probably never touch it, but... It's 12 Yeah, bucks. so anyway, Marvel... You were saying something about the timeline, and then I sidetracked it again. <laughs> and then we went into final fantasy um i think i think that's all i had to say about the timeline is i just hope that they don't go into star wars or halo territory where everything gets all messed up yeah i don't think it'll get convoluted in the sense that like you have to read all of this extra material but without spoiling loki we are going to be getting the multiverse in the MCU. So there's going to be like variant timelines and stuff. I do. I have no idea to what extent they're going to explore that. I don't think it's going to mess up the, like, I don't think it's going to make it so you can't understand the movies as they come out. I don't think it's going to be like, Oh, this movie is in this branching timeline from where iron man 2 but something is different you know i don't i don't think it's going to be like that it's just going to be like you know doctor strange is going to be like doing some multiversal stuff and ant-man's going to be doing some multiversal stuff it's it's going to be i'm i'm sure like the if, if this makes any sense i'm sure the release of the movies is still going to be in a linear timeline like the events are going to build off of each other like they have before so i don't think it's going to get like convoluted but that that's that's what you can expect from the next uh few years of marvel movies and uh and tv but anyway more nitpicks uh this is i think this is more of an important nitpick so if you are running a covert group of sleeper agent spy assassins. The last thing that you should have is a logo and a uniform. Don't you think, you know, like, isn't it weird that these assassins, these like spies all wear the same outfit and have a logo. (laughs) Like in the beginning, uh, like after the part in the nineties, uh, when Yelena is on her mission as a Black Widow, she gets spotted immediately. I mean, the sniper rifle gives it away, but I mean, the least you could do is not have a uniform. You know, like 
you can't even walk down the street looking like that. Everyone's going to be like, is that a, is that a black widow? I mean, it just ruins the whole thing. There's no chance for stealth. If, if all of the people that are going around killing political, uh, political targets are wearing the same outfit and wearing the same logo. Also, it's weird. Like, okay. So Natasha Romanoff's superhero name is black widow. And apparently she is named after the Black Widows, the organization that she was, uh, you know, indoctrinated into as a child. That's, that's kind of weird, right? Like this superhero is named after the evil spy organization she was a part of. Like you'd think even on like a PR level, that's just a disaster, right? Like imagine like in real imagine life, imagine naming yourself like, after a company. Imagine, well, first I mean, of Bill all, Gates imagine naming yourself with Microsoft. Imagine, <laughs> nice. yeah, imagine like naming yourself after your number one source of childhood trauma and be like, I'm Black Widow. It's like, I'm molestation. Like, what the fuck, dude? So, anyway, like, imagine in real life if there was some like superhero type that was named after the evil organization they came from. Like, imagine if there was, like, a superhero named, like, Illuminati or Mormon. It's a nitpick, but it, I think it's an important nitpick. Another another nitpick. I am going to get into more substantive stuff. I just like to get these out of the way. Uh, really, pheromones? That's such a weird, like, device to use for, like, mind control. You know? Like, the Harvey Weinstein guy at the end, he's like, you can't touch me. I smell. <laughs> just, the, just the way that you said that. That's pretty much how that scene went. It's you can't touch me. I smell. Which, you know what? Okay. I, I will give it that, like, it's not a bad defense mechanism. Because being an ex-band kid... I know. I've known very smelly people. Being an ex-pro Smash player, I've known very <laughs> smelly people. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. There's some people that I have that I was in band with that I wouldn't... Like, I, I would literally avoid standing near them because they smelled so bad. So, like, I, you know, maybe it's not a bad strategy. I, I guess I can't dock the movie too many realism points for that another another stupid little nitpick they really soloed her infinity war outfit so you know how in solo the han solo like prequel movie they explained every little thing about han solo Mm -hmm. they're like this is where he got his blaster this is where he got his vest and this is why the millennium falcon has a little notch in the front this is why he calls Chewbacca Chewy in case you needed it spelled the fuck out. This is, this is why, you know, whatever. And they did that exact thing with her infinity war outfit. Cause the vest that Yelena buys and she's like, it has so many pockets. Look, it's so awesome and great. Hey, you should wear this in the next movie that you appear in canonically. Cause that, that is the, that's the vest that she wears in infinity war. That's the outfit she wears. And they really, they soloed it. I feel like they didn't have to solo it. Um, 
Next nitpick is a well. It's I wouldn't call it a, a nitpick. It's a it's an anti nitpick. It's a small thing, but it's in favor of the movie. Basically, at least it has a color palette. Like mm-hmm. if you compare it to like Civil War or other like run of the mill Marvel movies, usually like unless you're talking about like the Spider Man movies or like Guardians of the Galaxy, the color palette is gray. The color the 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 color palette is so like desaturized and is so like washed out. If you look at like the Civil War like fight scene at the airport, there's no like pizzazz to it visually. There's no pop. You know, the, there's all these people like these superheroes. It should feel like a comic book page. It should feel like a splash page with all these characters on screen. None of it pops visually. It's just kind of bland. And this movie is less of that. It has a color palette that is a very low bar, but it, 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 you know, it goes above and beyond. This is another, this is a specific thing that bothered me when black widow, Natasha is fighting all the other black widows that are mind controlled. Uh, it sure is a good thing they all wait their turn to attack. Right? <laughs> it's, it's like I don't know. It, it's like it's a it's like a fucking RPG. It's like oh, I'm just gonna wait this guy, and you know, I'm just gonna wait right here for this guy to choose an attack. At the at the most, two of them will come up to her, and the rest will just wait in a in a in a in a crowd. Right? I don't know. Did you did you see um did you see the Last Jedi? Uh, I probably did, but I don't remember it. Okay. And that's the last Jedi for you. (laughs) In the throne room scene where Rey and Kylo Ren are fighting off all the the red dudes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. They all, number one, they all wait their turn Uh to attack them. Even though there's a big group of them. And the choreography is so sloppy. (laughs) There's literally dudes in the background just twirling their weapon is there really seriously you can look this up later the, if you look in the background you can see literally th- there's just a guy just twirling his weapon and it's it's so goofy because it's like did you really i know they didn't plan out the overall plot of the trilogy but the, did they really not plan out this specific action sequence right Anyway, uh, that's that's all my nitpicks. I like to get those out of the way. Now, substantive criticism slash analysis, you know, more important stuff about the movie overall. Uh, I already mentioned this should have come out before Infinity War. It should have come out in 2017, right after Civil War. There's a reason it didn't. I, I guess there, from what I've heard, there was this really creepy producer at Marvel or at Disney. or He was a producer that had control over the movies and he was like uh black widow is a girl she can't get her own movie that won't it won't sell toys oh my god he, he was ousted probably for being a creep so they were like awesome we can make a black widow movie now but oh shit end game just came out so they were put in a tough spot mm, gotcha but um i guess i forgot to copy and paste this but yeah, the movie had a lot of heavy lifting to do with un-Joss Whedoning Black Widow as a character. Because, like, 
I don't know if you remember back to like Age of Ultron, for example. Age of Ultron was terrible for Natasha Romanoff as a character. Age of Ultron. Okay, so Joss Whedon, who directed the first two Avengers movies, uh, is a creep. He's a creepy dude. He's gross. He apparently is terrible to work with. He makes women very uncomfortable just with his whole thing and the choices that he makes when he makes movies. There was a lot of a lot of stuff that came out about him when he directed Justice League, and apparently he was awful with the Marvel cast too. But what I'm talking about specifically with Black Widow is, and this is this may seem like a small thing, but one of the like jokes is that pretty early on in Age of Ultron, it, this is like after the dinner party scene that when Ultron attacks the Avengers. Bruce Banner trips and falls face first into Black Widow's boobs. And that's the joke. Mm. So like creepy stuff like that. And there was also a point where Bruce and Natasha were talking because they they tried to do this like weird like romance subplot with them that lasted for a grand total of one movie. Right. But Natasha was like, I'm a monster. We're, we're, we're both monsters. Cause you know, when you get angry, you turn into a big green monster and I <laughs> can't have kids. Oh my God. She, they, they, Josh, Josh Whedon really had her say, I'm a monster. Cause I can't have children. So they had to kind of like undo a bit of that number one with desexualizing Natasha Romanoff, not having every shot of her be like an ass shot or like a, like a glamor shot, you know? Right. Like like sexualizing her to such a weird degree. And they also had to like kind of more tactfully handle the subject of, the red room uh, doing forced sterilization. It's, it's addressed a lot more. um, Well, it's addressed less like a man is writing a woman. You know, there's a whole subreddit about a whole subreddit about men writing women and how terrible it can be at times. But yeah, Joss Whedon writing black widow. It's like, I'm a monster because I can't have children from my forced sterilization. But in this movie, it was like, Okay, so Red Guardian, David Harper, he makes a, he's like, what are you on your period? But in a Russian accent. And Yelena's like, no dipshit. I can't have a period because the organization that you put me in removed my fucking uterus dick. So the uh, the, the writers and the director had to like work around a lot of the pre-established stuff. Because mm-hmm. I, I know some people like didn't really like uh that part like they thought it was like unnecessary to like over explain that like i i don't know I, I thought it was fine taskmaster so what did you think of taskmaster oh sir who's taskmaster master again i'm sorry i'm starting i'm the, starting to get real tired the bad guy with <laughs> yeah yeah that's fine we're almost done um taskmaster was the guy with the 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 lady with the skull mask oh yeah yeah, what did 
What did you think of that character? I thought... I'm assuming you don't know much about the character from the comics. No, no, I'm, I know nothing about the comics. Uh, I thought it was really okay. cool. I almost thought of thought of them as like um, as like a Boba Fett or like a Jango Fett almost kind yeah. of character. That's a really good comparison, I think. At least for this version of the character. Yeah. But yeah, I thought I thought they were yeah. I thought they were they were a pretty cool character. I I thought she was kind of disappointing because they they didn't do a great job. Well, okay, I'm. What I, I'm not saying, like, oh, they made her, they made Taskmaster a girl, so it's bad. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm saying there's a lot of stuff from the comics that is cooler than this. So in this, Taskmaster is just a, a silent, like, menace that just kind of goes around and kicks ass. Mm-hmm. And, and there's sort of, like, allusions to fighting like the Avengers, like she does like the thing with the claws like Black Panther and she throws the shield like Captain America a couple times. She uses like a she uses a bow. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's just a kind of the fights are kind of standard. Yeah. Now in the comics, quick rundown of the character in the comics, it's this guy, uh, I wanna say Tony it's Tony something. Tony. So he grew up with this I don't think it was a mutant ability, but it was it was this ability that he had from that he that he's that he was born with where he could see someone do something and then perfectly mimic it like for example when he was sorry he when he was really young he saw someone on tv like an olympic diver dive into a a a pool and he was able to perfectly mimic the dive but he didn't know how to swim right so that's that's kind of what makes it interesting and uh, a big part of it is he only ha- you only he only has a certain amount of like memory space you know so like he can he he takes in everything but something has to be like pushed out he has to forget something basically basically he's an so, Xbox 360 he only has 512 megabytes of ram exactly <laughs> he's an Xbox 360 he can he can play uh Left 4 Dead 2 yeah so he he took a form of the super soldier serum that enhanced his abilities, but I believe it also like uh, sped up the process by which he takes in information and dumps information too. And he just, he became the guy that trains henchmen. So he, obviously he knows how different superheroes fight. So he would train supervillains henchmen to be able to fight the Avengers or the X-Men or whoever. And that's a really interesting role. That's a really interesting thing to see in comics. And then he ended up, I think he's, he's worked for shield and various organizations. And he basically, he doesn't know who he is because of like the sheer amount that he's forgotten about. All that he knows is like the next mission so there's some interesting stuff there, but he also, he talks like he, he quips, you know, kind of like, like Spider-Man. He, he's, he makes little, little jokes and stuff when he's fighting people. And that's part of the charm of the character mm-hmm. that gets, that gets lost when you change the character to like a silent Boba Fett type. Right. So yeah, if you go in expecting the character from the comics, you're going to be disappointed. Which I but think part you of, do make a good point saying that she's like a Boba Fett type. I think part of the reason why they made 
the character silent is because, you know, most people, it's it's almost like a Samus situation where everybody thought that, back, you know, back when they first played Metroid, that Samus was a guy. When, you know, they t- took off her helmet, it was like, holy shit, it's a girl. So I'm I'm sure I'm sure they were going for that sort of thing. <laughs> a girl gamer. A girl gamer. Um so I'm sure that's what they were probably going for is that they wanted the audience to think that the character was male. So they made the character silent yeah. and not speak like in the comics. That's my guess of why they made it. Yeah, they also have the characters be like who's this guy? Right. I mean it doesn't have to be a big reveal that Taskmaster is a woman. I don't know. It it doesn't have to be a big thing. Or you could just have like a voice changer, make Taskmaster sound like a dude, right. then reveal that, that it's Drakov's daughter. I don't know. I just, I, I like quippy bad guys, but I guess maybe they wanted to avoid also like the standard Marvel quippiness. Oh, also another thing that bothers me about this version of the character, or not this version of the character, but how the character is used uh, what bothers me is how no one has to like outsmart her like in other media like in the spider-man game spider-man on the ps4 uh you fight taskmaster a few times and you have to be smart about like you have to be like varied in your attacks because he'll just block something if you use it over and over again and in various media that he shows up in whoever is fighting him has to like try something new or or try to use a different strategy and i don't feel like we got any of that in this movie and if that that's just a little disappointing i think and the costume is good but i don't it, it just it feels like i don't know if i thought we were done with the era of turning cool comic book costumes into like you know, motorcycle gear. Right. Like turning like a cool outfit. Like I'll, I'll send a picture of Taskmaster, Taskmaster from the comics and you can see what he looks like in the, you know, the source material. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought we were done turning cool comic book characters into like Power Ranger types, you know? Right. Like with the, the Power Rangers helmet. Yeah. Taskmaster in the comics sorry i'm just looking real quick he has like a skull mask not like the not like the the helmet with the visor and the skull elements to it but like a skull mask and that also plays into a bit of his like origin i believe i don't know what exactly the skull mask comes from but it's something cool um i sent the picture to the chat oh yes this cool outfit and they turned it into like yeah, that's way motorcycle. That's pads. way different. Holy shit! Yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool looking. It's like a cross. Be- <laughs> you know, it's like a cross between like Omni Man and um, oh my god, um, oh god, Skeletor. It's like a cross. Yeah, Skeletor. Yeah, it's like a cross between those two. Yeah. So. I just I wish that there was a bit more of the classic costume or just a one to one recreation of the classic costume would have been really cool. Right. But I mean overall it's not overall it's not a terrible adaptation of the suit. Mhm. I just it it could have been better. 
it's not terrible. It's just, it's all right. Yeah. But yeah, I mentioned this before and I want to say it again to kind of conclude my thoughts on Black Widow. The stakes feel really low, uh, especially being post Endgame. Because this, okay, this movie came out, I believe, the same week as the Loki finale or like the week before the Loki finale, which without spoiling it for you or the audience, fundamentally changes the MCU. Like Loki has implications across all of time and space and, and reality in the MCU. And this is just kind of a run of the mill spy thriller. One thing that bothers me to try to put it into words is it never feels like the world is in danger to me, at least it always just feels like there's vague hints at bad stuff that could happen. Like it's like, Oh, bad stuff will happen if the bad guy wins. But it's like, I don't know, they vaguely talk about like the black widows could topple regimes in a, with in a sing in, in a single minute. And it's like, well, sure. Yeah. I, I guess I'll believe you. Sure. If you're going to tell me that the stakes are high, I'll believe the stakes are high, I guess. But I wish that they would show us the danger involved a bit more instead of just saying that a bunch of bad stuff is going to happen. You know? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. And unless you have any more thoughts on the movie, we'll recommend next week's movie pick. And then uh, uh, we'll get into recommendations. I only have one thing so far written down that I want to talk about. So next week's recommendation is shark boy and lava girl we're gonna watch that and talk about it and review it that's the one that we picked right shark boy and lava girl Hell yeah you ruined my meme you journal yeah meme journal. yeah so we're gonna talk about the robert rodriguez classic shark boy and lava girl and we're just gonna have some fun reminiscing about that so watch it i don't know if it's on anything let me look it up real quick if it's not anything if it's not if it's not on anything just look at the your local DVD bargain bin, you'll find it somewhere. <laughs> is there is there a 4K version? Jeez. There's you know, it's the Shark Boy and Lava Girl is the kind of movie that you already you either already have it on DVD, just or you you have it lying around it somewhere. TV. Yeah. Or you at least know someone that has it on DVD or something. Yeah, you can rent it there from various oh, services for about three dollars. My God. Okay, so Ooh. so you know how we were talking about um, Spy Kids, uh, three. By the way, you can get the DVD for three seventy four from Walmart. Anyway, continue. Okay, so you know, so you know how we were talking about Spy Kids three, right? Yeah. And how Spy Kids three D that whole that whole thing was, um, you know, it was in three D. Hmm. So they made a Blu-ray disc with Spy Kids 3D and Shark Boy and Lava Girl 3D, and it's a and it's a and it's a 3D Blu-ray. Ooh! But it's currently unavailable, unfortunately. You can't get it. That makes sense. I don't even know if my Blu-ray drive could could rip a a 3D Blu-ray. 3D Blu-ray. I'm. I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't even have anything to play it on. Right. Unless I have some, like, unless there's some, like, pe- like if big screen could play it, but do I, how? Yeah, big screen can play uh, 3D. How, how do I get a, th- yeah, but, like, 
can I rip a 3D movie to my computer? I don't know. How, I I have no idea. So so how much was it? Um, on well, you can rent it for about three dollars from like Amazon Prime or Google Play, or you can get it for I believe three seventy four. I already closed the tab, but I believe three seventy four from Walmart oh for the DVD. Oh, it's cheap. You can get the Blu-ray from Amazon yeah. for ten bucks. That's not. Oh, bad. but it comes with the digital version. Yeah, you gotta get you gotta get every pixel of the of the the CGI milk and cookies. Oh God. Oh, I just looked at the video that you linked. I I watched that the other day. It was uh, pretty funny. Yeah, we lost the package, but it's but like I you know you know where it is. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, watch Sharkboy and Lava Girl, and then we'll watch it and we'll talk about it next week. I have to go to the bathroom really really quick, but then we'll get into recommendations. Alrighty, sounds good. So while while Alex is away. I want to put a warning out to anybody who is interested in buying the EMG Terran Tactical Airsoft Pistol. It is a very nice pistol. It is built very, very nice. He'll probably, he'll probably get this from the recording. It's very, very nice. Um, it has a lot of firepower. It actually um, it fires harder than my, uh, than my airsoft rifle. But there's one big issue with it. At least for me, only about two days of having it, the paint started scratching off of the inner barrel. And it would also catch on the... I'm sorry, not the inner barrel. The outer barrel. And it would also catch on the outer barrel as well. So, like, when you shot it, it would it would try to chamber the next round, but it would just sit there and stick. The only way that I could get that to... So the only way that I could get it to work again is to put a whole bunch of silicone spray in it, spray in it, and I, I maybe fired it for three or four times, and then it got stuck again. So then I had to open it up, had to take like really low grit sandpaper, and I had to sand the actual the inside of the slide in order just for this thing to work, which was really really annoying and pretty disappointing for a pistol that costs almost two hundred dollars. So. Um, also, in addition, uh, the magazine that came with I'm my back, pistol... I'm back, but you can continue. Ah, uh, yes. In addition, the magazine that came with my pistol, maybe only... It, it stopped working uh, probably at least... Um, I don't know. Maybe I shot like 10, 15 full clips in it, and then it started leaking, and then it just eventually broke. So, uh, yeah, so be very aware when you buy this pistol, uh, the EMG Terran Tactical 2011 JW3 pistol, be very aware that you will most likely actually know you will have to do maintenance on this pistol as soon as you get it out of the box. So, yeah, very good, pretty, very accurate, kicks pretty damn hard for a airsoft pistol. You know, a little dinky thing that shoots a little tiny BBs. But, uh, yeah, you will have to do some work on it in order to get it working properly, which sucks for a $200 pistol. When most high cap of pistols typically cost, like, $130, $175. So, uh, yeah. All right, so let's get into recommendations. First one is a movie series that I watched. I started it with Haley last night. It's a movie trilogy on Netflix that came out just this year. It's called Fear Street. 
so it's a trilogy, but each, like, they were all produced at the same time. So they were all made at the same time. They were all shot at the same time. They all released this year on Netflix. And it's, it's, um, I wouldn't call it children's horror, but it's like teen horror. It's like, well, first of all, it's based on an R.L. Stein book. I don't know if it's a book or a series of books, but it's based on at least one book by R.L. Stein. So like he, he wrote the Goosebumps books, but it's a bit more mature than the Goosebumps books. These are like movie. These are movies with like a bit of gore and swearing. So, you know, not for kids, but you know, it's, it's youthful. I'd say, but yeah, that's this horror series about like a witch that possesses this town for hundreds of years and causes just terrible things to happen. She possesses people and makes them go on murderous rampages. And this is a story about this group of teenagers that are trying to basically break the curse. The first movie takes place, I believe, in 1994. The second one takes place in 1978. It's sort of a flashback uh, from one of the characters uh, that they meet up with at the end of the first movie. And I've seen the first two. I watched them both with Haley last night. They're pretty good so far. I like them a lot. And we're going to watch the third one, which takes place in 1666, the year that the, you know, the witch that possesses the town was, uh, was killed. So, yeah, watch it. It's on Netflix. It's a pretty good, uh, you know, lighthearted horror series. I mean, lighthearted, as lighthearted as brutal murder can be. You know, it, it's it's fun. These are fun movies. And you have the next one? Uh, yeah, so this was a video that popped up in my recommendations. Popped up in mine, too. It's called uh, DHL, quote-unquote, Lost, my, Air, my AirTag Parcel, but I knew where it was. So it was basically this whole journey of... Uh, of this guy, he sent like a bunch of different packages to a whole bunch of different um, places in the world. There were some from like North Korea. I think there was one to like Australia. I think there was one to um, England. All sorts of different places. And he uh, and he he basically sent them to just see how the tracking was. And there was a whole bunch of issues that popped up saying that you know we lost your you know we lost your package. But then, you know, he could obviously pull it up on his phone and figure out where it was because of the AirTag. Um, he also sent one to Apple and, you know, sent one to Tim Cook. Now, of course, Tim Cook didn't sign it, but um, he did get a response. Good old Tim Apple. He did get a response back from Apple with his AirTag. You know, he, he kind of told Apple that he was doing this, you know, spreading out a whole bunch to see how it went. And so you, you, he got a message, you know, he got an, a uh, a written letter back or a typed letter back from, uh, I don't know, I think like from one of the product managers or something. And of course, you know, Apple in their Apple fashion, even their, um, even the paper that they print on for their, uh, for their letters, the edges are curved. Jesus Christ. They really, <laughs> they committed to that. They really fucking hate those edges. I'm surprised they don't just send you an iPad with the text document on it. <laughs> now that'd be pretty cool. But uh yeah, it's uh it's a really cool video. I think it's it's moderately short, I don't remember. But it it's a cool video. I remember it being like fifteen minutes or so. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. 
It's a fun watch. If you don't like it, turn it off. We don't care. <laughs> it's a fun watch. If you don't like it, fuck you. Watch it anyways. And you have the next recommendation? Uh, Yeah, hold on. Yeah. All right. My next recommendation is um A Hat in Time. So this was originally a a indie Kickstarter game, uh, very similar to Ukulele. But in my opinion, Ukulele wasn't very good. But Hat in Time, I immediately fell in love with it. Hat in Time is a fantastic 3D platformer. Lots of memorable characters. Music is music is actually really, really good. And it has online play. You have to buy the DLC for it. But it does have online play for up to 50 people in one lobby. Which is... You know, I, like the, I like the description on Steam. A Hat in Time is a cute-as-heck 3D platformer featuring a little girl who stitches hats for wicked powers... It it is pretty cute, um, and um, the game. I like the, that. I like you know what more more things should use the phrase "cute as heck." In addition, the game also has um, Steam Steam Workshop and mod support as well. So like people have made like custom hats, um, so you can um, yeah, they made custom hats so you can do all sorts of different power ups and different stuff. People have made levels, all sorts of really cool stuff with it. But yeah, Hat, Hat in Time is fantastic. Multi multiplayer isn't bad at all. I played it a lot with Ian. But uh, yeah, I completely recommend it. It's a, it's a great game. Awesome. All right, and last recommendation. I'm just going to shill for a product real quick. So I got new headphones a couple weeks ago, and they're pretty nice. I'm using them right now. They're the Anchor Soundcore Life Q30 headphones. They are $80.00. And they have active noise canceling, and they're uh, pretty nice. You okay? So you, if you download the app on your phone, there's a lot of custom EQ presets, and I think it's a pretty good variety. If you want something that I okay, so I prefer like a flat sound, like an accurate sound. Like I don't like overpowered bass. Um, or underpowered bass. I just I like music to sound how it was produced to sound. So I would recommend the acoustic EQ preset or the flat uh, EQ preset, which basically unvs the sound because a lot of a lot of headphones are tuned with what's called like a V sound where the bass is cranked up, the mids are lowered, and the treble is boosted, so the EQ curve looks like a V. You, you, you get it. So I it, the flat preset kind of tones down the low bass and high treble. Um, I use a custom preset that I found on YouTube. Because he's better personally. than you. That's why? Because he's better than I'm you. Better than you. <laughs> it's because I'm better than you. I just, I am better at listening to music than you are in, it's, it's that simple. Um, but yeah, so I like them so far. I'm a pretty big fan of them. I like having a nice pair of over-ear headphones that I can take with me anywhere. They come with a carrying case, by the way, which is something that I really like. 
so you don't have to just chuck them in the backpack naked. And, uh, of course, it comes with a charger and uh, an aux cable. Uh, it comes with a, a headphone cable. So you can use them wired. There's a built-in mic, so you can use it for phone calls, obviously. It's not that good, but it's not terrible. It's serviceable. So, uh, yeah, for $80, the noise canceling is great. The sound is incredible uh, if you have it EQ'd right. Out of the box, the bass is a little overpowering. It makes everything else kind of sound muffled, but it's really easy to fix. It's if if you if you care about the EQ a little bit, you can then then you can just pick the acoustic preset or the flat preset. But if you really care about it, like I do, I'll try to find the video that I used for my EQ preset. And I'll, I'll link it in the description if I find it. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's it for that segment. I like these headphones. Uh, they didn't sponsor me. I wish I wish that Anchor would sponsor me so I could be paid to shill for their product. But alas. And uh, I think that's the show then. Yeah, I think that's it. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bold of You to Say. If this is your first time here, uh, thanks for checking us out. Check out some more of our episodes. Uh, subscribe so you don't miss the next one. You don't want to miss us talking about Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Uh, turn on notifications for new episodes. Turn on automatic downloads. Uh, leave us a review on Podchaser if you really like us. Uh, leave us a review there. That's like an IMDb site for podcasts. Uh, it helps us out with the algorithm or something. I don't really know, but it makes me happy if you say that you like me. I'm a simple man like that. If you like the show, if you really like us, share the show with a friend. Uh, tweet out our clips. Our clips channel will be linked in the uh, in the description. Oh, buy our merch on Tee Public. We have Muscle Rock, and that, that's our own. That's that's the that's our only design. But Muscle Rock is a cool little thing to have on a sweater. Oh, follow us on social media. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that stuff. Uh, follow, subscribe to my personal YouTube channel. I'm working on a full purge review. Uh, I talked about it a little while back, but I really tightened up my analysis. And I have more to say in the video than I did in that episode. So, uh, you know, subscribe so you don't miss that. Uh, follow Jake on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Azzy underscore Rivals. Follow him on uh, Twitter, Instagram, whatever is linked in the description. That's all linked down below. And, uh, you know, thanks for watching. Have a good 9 a.m. through 9 p.m. or official business hours. And uh, just, you know, just chill. Just chill, man. Just fun. <laughs> <laughs>